This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Mega Man Radio Network. Uh, it is a live show, and it's my special pleasure and honor to welcome back Steve Quell. Steve needs no introduction. Prolific author, uh, expert on so many subjects. I'm not going to even take the time to list. We would be here for about two hours, uh, <laughs> folks. Uh, it's just a pleasure and honor to have Steve back tonight. His website is stevequell.com. That's Q U A Y L E. And uh, I want to welcome everybody that uh, is listening to Omega Man Radio Network for the first time. Our chat room literally filled up in about uh, 20 seconds. Uh, we've got uh, a limit on the chat room, but um, thousands are listening to this broadcast live around the world. We want to welcome all our friends from Scotland, the U.K., Australia. We've got people from India, Canada, and the list goes on. Without further ado, let's get Steve Quell on tonight. We've got some important stuff to talk about. Stand by while I get Steve. Steve, how are you tonight, my friend? Good, Bruce. Uh, what a what a what a perilous time! Yet what a uh, uh, an opportune time for the people of God to truly be the salt of the earth and the light of the world that the world so desperately needs. As you and I start tonight, we're going to pray uh, for the third in the third hour. But I think people need to understand how far we have fallen. And the assumption in the United States is that everything is peachy keen and everything's fine as long as uh, the high-definition TV is on and the movies are good and the Thanksgiving turkey was great. But right now, Bruce, in the South China Sea is a face-off taking place that should absolutely uh, invoke the deepest levels of intercession by God's intercessors throughout the world. 
South Korea and North Korea, as everyone knows, have exchanged uh, fire. The Japanese, meaning gunfire, the Japanese are absolutely uh, screaming beyond diplomatic channels of the U.S. for, for them, to, meaning us, to do something. All of the expatriates recalled from North Korea. North Korea's got about 20,000 people working for Russia, and they have called them all back to prepare for war. The situation is, is that in the mainstream press in America, I've called them vomit brokers for years. They've refused to acknowledge the tiny submarine-launched ballistic missiles, the F-18 that was shot down in Canada, the F-22 Raptor shot down, and for the record, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, there is a reason why all this stuff is being kept from you, and that's to keep you in the dark. And I had a little statement that came up in my heart. As Obama shoots hoops, we're about to feel the foreign invaders' boots. Now, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, never in the history of uh, a cascading series of escalating tensions in all realms, whether it's the financial realm, the military realm, the spiritual realm, any realm that exists in creation and beyond what we can see, everything has heated up so to the point of boiling, yet there seems like we have an OTL out to lunch, uh, a president who is giving the most insane orders that have ever been given in, the, in a time of war. Now, let me share what's going on with people. Again, ladies and gentlemen, for the times that I have been on the radio and for all the years I've been on the radio and that literally tens, almost 10,000 hours, 9,000-something hours of broadcasting, people do not yet get it, especially God's people. Bruce, I'm only going to direct them. Obviously, the skeptics will stay the skeptics until uh, Judgment Day. But the point is, is that never in the history of the world that I can see when faced with overwhelming slaughter have the Christians been so indifferent to the world events and how it affects them. And the situation now that's taking place in the uh, South China Sea, I'm going to read a couple things that came to me today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, those of you who are Christians have to be mature enough to know that if you believe that God absolutely loves his people and his creation will do everything he can to warn them while not violating their free will to get them to turn to him with all their hearts, I don't know what to tell people anymore, Bruce, but I'll tell them what's going on and then they can take it to the Lord Jesus. I can't tell you, I'm sure you're in the same position I am, of how many emails I get from people wanting me to tell them what to do, and my answer is the same. You've got to go to Jesus just like I've got to go to Jesus to get your answers for yourself. But as we go to, this is a live broadcast, and for the record, it is 9.09 Mountain Time. This is the 27th of November, and military high-frequency communications were strategically quiet today until early evening in the continental U.S. time zones. Then certain wartime protocols came up for those who know and certain code names to go along with them. Deep, deep sources from the ether have indicated that the admiral in charge of the carrier group upon learning that Joker Tut expected his group to go in close to the North Korean shoreline, but without any weapons loaded or any armament on the jets from the carrier. The admiral refused, and we're going to pray for this admiral, that order to put his carrier group into missile and gun range off the North Korean coast, and from that matter, the Red Chinese. He was not going to put up his jets without armament to defend themselves from surface air missiles or air-to-air missiles with ordnance that could defend the carrier itself, which is their real purpose. Nor was this admiral willing to have the other ships protecting the carrier to be unready to defend his carrier and themselves. God bless and protect that admiral. 
That is why the drill was moved much farther out into the Yellow Sea. Discussions about super sunburns last night no doubt could have had some positive effect. Ultra-low-frequency submarine digital communication systems are very active for the U.S. Navy and also for one of the enemy, probably the Chinese. There are lots of subs, just not North Korean, active off Korea and the LLC in the Pacific. U.S. sub Jimmy Carter will have its handful. May the Lord's will be done. Now, Bruce, what, what is important for people to understand is this. There seems to be the greatest disconnect in, in, in history, I believe. At least the early Christians believed that if they prayed, God would answer. But the critics are always out there, and the critics are from the church. I'm not dealing with the pagans. I'm not dealing with the heathens, the jackals, the hyenas, or any of the boards. I'm dealing with the people that should know better that we are living in perilous times. And what this basically, all the background intel is, is indicating, is that the President of the United States gave a stand-down and weapons-off command to our battle group in the Yellow Sea. Now, this is coming from military back channels. I don't know who they are, and I have every reason to believe them. The reason why this is critical is if you look at the way the press has covered up the, again, the submarine-launched ballistic missile. By the way, Bruce, that was seen off of Catalina Island by yachters who actually watched that missile come out of the water. I posted wow. a video God of actually mercy. seeing the missile. So, I mean, I had pilots and shills and, and even, uh, you know, uh, newsletter writers paraded out on federal orders to basically slam me across the Internet and slam me on Alex Jones and uh, some of the other shows, Dr. Bill Deagle, etc. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to share this with you. When you see somebody taking on Lindsey Williams, who has been so exact so far in advance, and his contempt for Christians, even going so far as to call me a spiritualist, then I think you've got to know the spirit behind. Anyone who denies Jesus Christ as Lord, the Bible says, is the working under the spirit of Antichrist. And Bruce, my concern tonight, and we're going to pray, and we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us for our indifference, our apathy, our lack of concern. Never, never, ever have I seen a more apathetic and indifferent. Now, you guys do deliverance on Omega Man Ministry. And I don't know if you've linked everybody, but I believe War on the Saints by Jesse Penn Lewis is available online. War on the Saints. And what Jesse basically said after battling the unseen hosts of hell for all these years is that the most dangerous position for a Christian to get into is apathetic and indifference. And I'd even add a third, a religious spirit with no basis in reality or relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've had the New Agers uh, out in force today sending me emails. I've had uh, uh, pacifist Christians uh, telling me that, you know, uh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And everything out there is trying to keep the people of God asleep. I, I coined a term a number of years ago, and it's called narcosynthesis. And what that means is we would be brought as a nation to almost a hypnotic or a narcotic effect of a synthetic, synthetic reality completely void of reality. So all the video games, all of the uh, lives that people have taken on in the ether sphere, in the internet world, in the uh, blogosphere, there are a 
tremendous amount of supernatural forces, Bruce, working to divorce people from reality. And if they can keep everybody in artificial reality, then obviously those people who live in the real world and have put forth the virtual world will have total control, domination, and destruction over those in the virtual world. And I've got to tell you, Bruce, I have yet to see, and, and, and by the way, obviously I don't see everything. So for those of you that uh, could send me any emails or linking me to any sources where any of the major evangelists are warning about what's coming on this land and that literally we're a hair trigger point away because the Korean situation will go nuclear. We don't know exactly what's been done behind the scenes, but I can tell you this, the same man, and this is what people need to understand, Saul Alinsky, okay, and which basically is the patron saint of the current president of the United States, he basically dedicated the foreword of his book to Lucifer, the first rebel. And it's interesting that most of the Christians won't even, obviously, they, you know, to expect them to stand up for those of us on the front lines, that's really a step. And I was praying about this, Bruce, tonight, and praying for tonight the Lord's direction. And, and, and I felt the Lord spoke to my heart, and see if this rings true with you, Bruce. Steve, if they won't speak up to defend me, how would you expect them to even care about those who I place on the front lines to come and speak up for righteousness' sake? They won't do it. You see, Bruce, we become an inbred house. We will stay within the confines and boundaries of our little world. Oh, sure, we'll, we'll uh, email Brother Joe or Brother uh, Pete, Bill, Mary, June, whoever's out there, and say, somebody ought to do this, somebody ought to do that, somebody ought to do this, somebody ought to do that. And the minute, the minute that there's an opportunity for those people to stand up for Jesus, obviously most of them don't want to use their real names, they back down. Now, here's the deal, Bruce. We have, in, in effect, going on right now, in my opinion, the complete surrender of the United States to the New World Order and to foreign militaries, unless the very few, and there are the, the few, that stand up and absolutely know what's going on. And I posted a, a word to the Lord, and I held off putting that word up for three months until the Lord told me to put it up about where he called the military to task, saying, those of you in the U.S. military who know me and call upon my name, you will be ordered to destroy my people, and you are not to follow those orders. You are to resist them. I didn't make that up. I don't have an agenda. The only people I know that listen to me are 35,000 federal computers, and I don't know where they're at tonight, but I'm telling you, they're on. And so when I hear that NORAD or, or uh, the Cyber uh, Command has basically turned loose the hosts of hell upon me or upon Alex Jones or upon Hawk or upon any of those people sounding the alarm, the thing is, is you've got to know we're effective. I got an email from a gentleman who's got a very high-ranking friend in FEMA. This is uh, totally non-related to me. And the guy said that Alex Jones and myself were the topic of the Houston meeting discussion on the alternative sources they don't want up at any cost. They even went so far as to basically attack my Christianity. Hmm, must be Joel Skousen's crowd. It must be those people out there that absolutely are fearful and frightened of what happens if God, the living God, begins to move in his people's lives. But he cannot move and will not move until his people repent, turn from their wicked way, my wicked way, our wicked ways, call upon his name because deliverance will not come by our own hand. It's never come by the hand of man. It's always come by the hand of the Lord, strengthening the hand of man. But if God does not fight for us, we cannot win.
Amen. And uh, Steve, I wanted to make an announcement for those uh, listening live right now in the chat room. We've got a link up to the book, War on the Saints. It's a free download that uh, Steve mentioned. Click on that and make sure you get a copy. Steve, let me ask you a question. Um, Korea is um, on high alert over there. I also just got notification that uh, a few days ago, India test-fired a nuclear-capable ballistic missile that landed over in the Bay of Bengal, which is uh, has the, the throw weight to be able to go into northern China. China wasn't very happy about that because India's got nuclear capability. What's your take on that? Well, obviously, if anyone understands the history, and I'm talking the ancient history of India, India has a better understanding of ancient history, in my opinion, than almost every other country of the world, especially through their Vedas, their epic poems, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, the Mahabharata, that's a hard one to say. And, and, Bruce, they talk about a time in their antiquity with nuclear weapons and nuclear war and Gurkha with the power of a, a million suns and his lightning bolts. So we're talking about mythological statements coming from a people that are the second most populous people on the planet. Now, if anybody's ever been around Indian scientists, I'm talking about obviously from India, the continent, the thing that's important for people to understand is these are some very, very bright people, very bright. And the same thing with the Chinese. To underestimate their technological capabilities is a major mistake. I can remember screaming about this whole issue 15 years ago when I went on talk radio. I quoted the Chinese white papers. I quoted the different generals. I murdered a lot of their names because I, I can't pronounce a lot of their names correctly. But you see, the thing is, is that I, I don't know how how God can make it any clear outside of to let something so dramatic happen to get the attention of of, of America. Because listen, uh, when people say there's going to be a great revival, I categorically dispute that until there's persecution or until there's a resurrection power, because you can't revive the dead without giving them a shock uh, you know, system. You need to defibrillate them. And unfortunately, most people think that they, you know, they'll sing in the sweet by and by, but they don't see what's getting ready to launch them into the sweet by and by. And as Lucifer and his minions become more emboldened, the tragedy is the people of God seem to be more retreating. I am so, uh, listen, Bruce, I want to share this with everyone. I made a statement, I don't mean 12 or 14 years ago now, after having been betrayed by so many brethren, people who've lived in my house, worked for me, uh, I've helped out. But listen, the thing is, is that if you'll pray, ladies and gentlemen, that God will give you better friends and you choose for yourself, he will bring that to pass. And I understand, I, I, I've said that so many times, but it is more critical now to, for people to walk with like-minded and light-hearted individuals. When I say like, L-I-K-E, and light, L-I-G-H-T, meaning the, the light of the glory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in their life. Because you've got to realize, and I've got to realize, Bruce, that with the necessity of uh, so many people needing deliverance, and God bless Pastor John Kyle and all the different men of God that are ministering on your show, but... That is, is a drop in the bucket to what needs to happen. doesn't mean we don't do that. It just means it needs to go so far beyond that. So India has got a technological capability that will astonish a lot of people. Let me share something. It's like Alice's Restaurant in the Weapons Bazaar. When you've got money, 
You can buy anything you want on the planet. There are no exceptions to that rule, none, N-O-N-E. There are different groups and intelligence agencies that will basically make sure they get their uh, cut of the pie. Everything is available. Everything is on the market. So it's so naive for the West to have taken the position that they've taken that they're this many years away. Iran is a good point. On my website, I believe, is the last remaining vestige of a news story that the Associated Press carried almost in, 19, I think, 1999 or 2000 about Iran exploding a nuclear weapon then. Now, obviously, they did not manufacture it to my knowledge, but they had it. And the idea that somehow, when I hear the International Atomic Energy uh, Agency, and by the way, I know people in that agency, and ladies and gentlemen, I would say this, ask yourself, why, when it's obvious, do people dispute what's obvious unless they have an ulterior motive? In other words, Bruce, why would you say, well, that was just a contrail off of, of, uh, off of Los Angeles? I can tell you this. I've been around Learjets, used to own a partnership in uh, a jet rental. I've been in enough of them to know. I, I have not been a fighter pilot, but I've talked to my fighter pilot friends, and they said point blank that, Steve, there is no nothing in our nothing that can go as a trajectory of that thing so the idea that the submarine launched ballistic missile now ask yourself this if it is true that the canadian had an f-18 shot down and they're part of obviously our defense sphere if it's true that one of the most expensive aircraft in the world an f-22 which was nuclear armed was shot down then who shot him down would that be an act of war and if you had a treacherous man at the helm, would you expect that treacherous man at the helm, if he had been strategically placed for the takedown of America, to basically respond? It's a rhetorical question. So why at this time, when basically we're at the most tense period, even beyond the Bay of Pigs, that's what the old Cold War warriors are telling me, why is he absent without leave? He's absent without leave because probably, probably told him, go play baseball, basketball, or football. In other words, he's done what he's needed to do. And right now, I'm telling you point blank, this is why we call, this is why I put up on my website that the Christians had better pray. I'm not making this stuff up. If it doesn't bear witness, turn it off. And I would say this to all those out there that just think this is some big joke then why are you listening? And I'll tell you the answer to that is because deep within your heart, beyond your denial and fear, and when you guys say that we who tell you the truth are fear mongers, shame on you. What that means is you're drowning in your own fear and you're probably puddling your britches and you, the only way you can deal with it is to lash out at the truth. The truth will always be persecuted by unbelief. So we've got unbelieving believers claiming to believe in the God that told them this stuff was going to happen. And Bruce, how about the scripture where Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace to the earth but a sword? But sure, right. that one's not preached tomorrow morning. Absolutely, it's not. Uh, Steve, when this missile was fired off the coast of California a few weeks ago, um, it could have been loaded with a, a nuclear payload, and it would have been all she wrote uh, for California if it had done a high-altitude burst. We've been back in the Stone Ages there, but you know what concerns me is the fact that uh, our own president has uh, given the orders to uh, absorb the first volley of uh, nuclear strike on America. Uh, that was done under uh, the leadership, uh, oh, good night of, uh, what's his name, 
uh, Bill Clinton, okay? Clinton changed the official nuclear posture and doctrine. But the other thing that is really important, I think this is even more critical, the current administration has given orders to stand down so many times. And like I said, if I were on an, an aircraft carrier in the South China Sea or the Yellow Sea with the tensions that were there, and I was ordered to disarm or not to. Now, understand, the guys that's still out there, well, this is just a training exercise. Yeah, well, I posted on my website when a submarine came right up in the middle, a Chinese submarine came up in the middle of a U.S. carrier task force. I posted the stories when Russian bombers flew over upside down our, our, our Kitty Hawk, and basically the Russian pilots were flipping off the uh, uh, U.S. guys on deck. So let me share this. The idea that this is a kinder and gentler nation and somehow we just sing Kumbaya isn't going to buy it. And I would say that if, if, and God forbid, this is what we're going to pray against tonight, we're also going to pray for that courageous admiral and others, but if that were to take place, then that would be the complete dereliction of duty, and it would be very interesting to find out what President Obama had with uh, the meeting that took place between him and Medvedev, uh, Russia's, prime, or Russia's president, in, uh, on Air Force One. Just those two were there and an interpreter. Or what did the Chinese really say to the President of the United States? First of all, the Bible says that the, the, the what is it, the borrower is servant to the lender? That's right. And we are, we are at a catastrophic financial meltdown worldwide. You know, Bruce, I get emails like this. I'm sure you get them. Why do you guys always worry? Everything's good. Nothing's bad. Everything's going along. Oh, yeah? Well, tell that to Iceland. Tell that to Ireland. Tell that to Portugal. Tell it to Italy, Spain, Germany, and Britain. Or let's even go one step further, okay? Why are the commercial real estate market losses being covered up? Why are the municipal bond failings being covered up? Why are towns, cities, and states, i.e. California, bankrupt? Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, the idea is, is to give you bread and circuses and to keep you from the truth, and that's the tragedy. We are in the ultimate time of denial, and denial is deadly. Steve, you were mentioning Russia. Uh, I think people have forgotten what Russia's government said. They said that they would not hesitate to make a preemptive strike on America if they thought uh, they were going to be threatened. So we've got uh, China flexing its muscles. We've got uh, India uh, test-firing missiles. We've got Russia already going on the record that they would make a preemptive strike. And we have our president standing to a, uh, a ruling that uh, we would absorb the first hit. Uh, brother, if, the, if God does not intervene, uh, we're toast. Well, I, I want to share something, and and this is this is this is. Listen, it it's so. How do I say this? I, I got to be blunt. I, I even tonight, and I was fighting. Thank God for Romy and Sue and all the intercessors out there. But I was saying, Lord, once again, nothing is going to speak to them if they won't defend you. If they, meaning they, meaning the Christians, if they won't stand up for Jesus when he's being mocked and portrayed, if the absolutely abdicate their their strength uh, of, of conviction, then Lord, what good does it do? And obviously, you know, the scripture comes to mind that we ultimately, Bruce, it's it's to warn. And, and I told Tom Horn today, he and I have been emailing back and forth, Tom Horn has been taking a number of hits by the transhumanists. The transhumanists, this is critical to what we're talking about right now. 
Tom has been taking on, and one of the transhumanists, one of the most famous transhumanists, says, I worship Lucifer. Yet he's saying, we're worried about you Christians. Well, I've got to tell you something. There is no, uh, 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 I can say this, even they need to not worry so much, because from what I see at this point, until something so tragic of such a monumental proportion takes place, basically all we'll have is what I call the bitch fest on the board. And for that, I, I, I make no apologies. Complainers and obviously critics, it's amazing, too. Uh, you know, it's so wonderful that Jesus is going to give us, not only in the Lamb's Book of Life our names are written, those of us who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, but he's also going to give us a white stone with an identity. And yet people seem to so want to divorce their identity that if they believe that they come to peace with the world, somehow the world will let them, quote, live. Well, Bruce, i got to tell you something. The Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. Amen. And there seems to be more concern in the mainstream Christian church, which is, you know, heresy high, to, to basically not, not want to get the world mad at us. Meanwhile, the world is absolutely going by. Let me, let's talk about TSA, too, okay? We're now being told on the front page of Drudge that the TSA is keeping an enemies list, anybody that speaks out against them. In Ezekiel 16, I believe it is, God talks about basically when he came to a people before he chose a specific people, the Hebrews, out of the, the ancient vastness of Mesopotamia. And he said, you were like a bunch of people drowning in aborted mother's blood. Go read it for yourself. And when he, when he came by, he, he had pity on us. Yet now we have women who, because of the time of month, are now being, uh, uh, how do I say this, they're being denigrated to the point of being nothing more than a, than a um, and I've got to be really careful, I mean no offense to what I'm saying, but the thing is is that it's not enough now to pat down, it's not enough now to denigrate, you have to absolutely rub people's noses, whether they have an ostomy bag, whether they have had a bladder, like the man who, who, who basically had bladder surgery and, and, and the, you know, all these things. Or how about the children? I remember when children used to laugh to go on an airplane, and now they're screaming as they're felt up and probed by some monstrous sexual molestation. To molest means to interfere with. And shame on you people that send me emails and saying it's for the safety of the country. If you're a Christian, you are ripe for the slaughter. If you are a Christian, and I challenge that, how you can sit by and watch that stuff happen and say nothing. And Jesus said it would be better for a person never to have been born and, and than to cause these little ones to stumble. Bruce, it Amen. is such an indictment against our absolute apathy indifference and not caring that it, it's phenomenal. So let me make this clear, ladies and gentlemen. When you're put on an enemies list, you are also at some point going to be taken out. And, and so and, and everybody says, oh, I'm not going to be taken out, Steve. I'm going to be taken up. And I said, you might be surprised which one comes first. And I, I can't think of anything more tragic, and again, than to stand before the Lord God of heaven on the bema seat of Jesus Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, and have to basically say, I did nothing, I cared for no one but myself, I believed in you, and yet I'll barely be saved by smoke. But in essence, it is such the wrong attitude, yet that's the attitude I encounter probably, uh, you know, with no exaggeration, 50 to 100 times a week, at least, you know, maybe more.
And Bruce, maybe you've got an answer for that, but I know in the deliverance ministry, people will say the Lord's Prayer until it comes to the statement of Jesus, where Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, that means the kingdom of God has come to you this day. I got news for you. You can get anybody to come. You can get you can fill a church or an auditorium or a rented room or a tent when you're going to have good music and good entertainment. Tell people you're going to be casting out devils, and I've got to tell you something. It's measured in the dozens, not in the hundreds. Amen. And I have a warning for the people out there who want to laugh at the deliverance ministry, Steve. Uh, Michael Braid, the uh, the actor in uh, the series called Ugly Betty, Thanksgiving Day had a demonic spirit manifest in him. He was not even aware it was there. He had picked it up going to a, uh, a Masonic meeting down in the Bronx. It manifested. And the next thing you know, he took a J- Japanese samurai sword and hacked his mother up. Uh, he's uh, in a re- he's been arrested. He's in jail right now as we speak. And these things are like um, ticking time bombs in the people out there. And folks, the only hope is uh, to understand that you need deliverance, repent of your sin, and ask uh, God to deliver you, and command these foul spirits out in Jesus' name before they take you out. Uh, back to the TSA, Steve. Uh, I just read that a week ago a TSA official said uh, anybody entering the airport that gets into the uh, the line where you've got to go through the security screening, if they, they're they going to pass a rule where if they resist the designated uh, method of inspection by the TSA, you can't just turn around and say, I, I don't even want to board the plane, I'm going home. They have uh, police that will arrest you. They're going to detain you. Uh, you could receive a fine of up to $11,000 possible arrest, and you're going to go on that list that you were talking about. And I know people that are on these lists right now, no flying lists, that they can literally not get on planes and leave the country. One guy was headed over to do some ministry in the U.K., and they uh, they refused him entry onto a plane. So, folks, these these lists are real, and I believe that they're going to be merged into the red-blue list uh, when they start the roundup, Steve. Well, i got to tell you something. The, 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 how do I say this, Bruce? I'm really trying hard to you know, be as gentle and firm as possible. But I said the last time we were off, the gloves are off. For those of you that have never had to look under your car, for those of you that have never had to make sure you vary your route to a certain place, for those of you that have never had someone lay down their life for you and literally die to keep you on the air, for those of you that have never had to have the threats of what they're going to do to your wife and your children and everything else, i, I got to say this. You have no authority or experience to talk. Mock as you will, mock as you may, but some of you are going to end up like Jezebel. The blood, the dogs will lick your blood. Now someone says, well, that isn't a Christian loving thing to say. Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace to the earth, but a sword. And Bruce, you know, I get every day, and I mean, it's amazing. One of the things, you know, I have people that listen to me, and, and they want me to hold their hand. That's not what God has called me to do. One man, I told him, you've got to be the man in your own family. You've got to stand up and lead. And, 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 and this guy wants to take on a certain group of very powerful occultists, but won't take on the wrong spirit in his own household. You know, this is the thing. The, the, the thing that's crazy is this, is that you have the desire uh, of, of the enemy to destroy every man, woman, and child on this planet that is a child of Adam, except the ones that have been genetically modified or have sworn their allegiance to Lucifer. And Jesus said if the days weren't shortened, yet for the elect's sake, the the days would be shortened. So now we've got all these 
phase dimensional shifts in time and space. And again, you know, it's so hard to talk about this stuff. This is the stuff I love talking with Tom Horner, those others that are expressing that what's going on behind the veil. Yet, if people can't see what's going on in front of the veil, it's no point to take them behind the veil. Yet, to warn, to warn, to warn, to equip the saints. First of all, to equip the saints for war, they've got to identify that there's a war. Bruce, how many... And, and just to give me a percentage, how many of all the people that you know that call themselves Christians are even aware of the battle and the spiritual nature of the battle? Um, maybe I can answer it another way. There's 300, what, 25 million Americans? Yep. I've only found uh, maybe maybe seven deliverance ministers. Okay, so uh, quick and dirty, okay, <laughs> let's, just take, let's just say there were 10, and there's 300 million people. And so, you know, if you do the numbers, you're going to be, what, zero, 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 zero point three. If somebody wants to do the math, I'm trying to do it in my head, but my eyes are blurry. So the point is, is that from watching the screen and watching people saying, well, what about this? What about that? Here's what, what it is about. What about Jesus? And, Bruce, every person listening to this uh, broadcast, who do you say he is? Now, I'm only addressing the Christians, Okay. And Jesus said, why call me Lord and do not the things I ask or say? You know, if it hadn't been for your prompting, seriously, folks, I should tell the truth on this, if it hadn't been for Bruce saying, Steve, we've got a ministry, God's doing something, and me seeing the response of the backsliders and the people turning their hearts back to Jesus and getting out of sin and everything, I wanted nothing to do. And I'm not kidding when I say this, okay? I'm not saying my heart was right. I'm not saying it was, you know, it is what it is. And the thing is, is that, but when I started to see the angel of the Lord troubling the water, when I started to see the backsliders coming back, when I started to see a little spark of life, it was what I needed to encourage me, Bruce, because i got to tell you something. I have never seen such a cannibalistic uh, fellowship of supposed believers. I think it was Bob Mumford that says, Christians are the only army in the world that kill their own. I have never seen such cowardice. And by the way, doesn't the Revelation talk about the fearful and the cowards going into the lake of fire? That's right. But you see, we don't apply that to us. We only apply it to them. But who is the them? Or my favorite is somebody ought to do this. Or then the guys that get on their keyboards, and I think somebody called them keyboard commandos, yet, uh, you know, have pseudonyms, and, and God knows they don't want the authorities to know where they live, although the authorities obviously know where they live, Okay. You see, the thing is, is that there is an authority above mankind. And what God is doing is he's playing it plain and simple out. We can either choose life in Jesus or death. And the life and death now is going to be coming even more predominantly a principle and a fact. Because, look, if someone can barely feed their family, and food is, let's just say this, $400 of a monthly budget is, is food, 200 whatever it is, and that price doubles, that means their caloric intake has to be halved. And concurrent, ladies and gentlemen, with a famine of the word will come a famine in the land. All truth is parallel. And God's word is the plumb line. It's the only thing that keeps us straight. You know, I was talking to my son who's a flight instructor, and we were at a Bible study, and, and I said to him, I said, Tyler, what happens when you lose your bearing? And he said, well, Dad, as your speed increases... He said, even if you're a half degree off at the beginning, that translates into hundreds of miles at the end, depending on your wow. speed, your direction, yes. etc. Winds, headwinds, tailwinds, all that stuff. 
It's the same way with the Word of God. If we lose track of the Word of God, and I've got to tell you something, Bruce, the people that I know that, that are usually the ones that are accusing you, accusing me, accusing Hawk, accusing this, accusing that, they don't know the Word they claim to know. Oh, they can say, turn the other cheek. But they sure won't deal with the fact that Jesus said that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force, and ye have not yet resisted evil under the shedding of your blood. It doesn't talk about shedding someone else's blood. But then Paul says, if any man doesn't provide for his family, he's worse than an infidel. Yet I've got people that are so absolutely scared, okay? They're scared of the times. They're either scared of their wife or scared of their husband. They're afraid of this or afraid of that. They, they absolutely don't want to be counted, they don't want to be seen, and they don't want to be known. So what, are they, what do they stand for? And, Bruce, here's the thing. It's like in the book of Acts when the seven sons of Siva tried to cast out demons by, in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. The bottom line is you know the story that the demons said, we know Paul, we know Jesus, but they beat the guys up. They were trying to uh, cast out the demons that had no authority. And right now the greatest uh, camouflage in history is the devil has succeeded in one respect of keeping the people of God from, number one, really knowing who Jesus is, but then, conversely, knowing who they are in Jesus. If Jesus said, all power under heaven has been given to me, and I give it to you, people say, well, I don't know what that means. Well, that usually translates out, I don't want to do anything with it, you know. And then there are the people that are, are, are rightly seeking the power of God and frustrated because the powers of the principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and everything else is opposed to them. And, and I've, got, I've got something, Bruce, and this may not be right, so I'm only saying I'm speaking now by me, okay? But I have, if, if someone won't step up alongside me at this point, I will never trust them behind my back at a later point. I'm sorry. If someone will absolutely uh, stab me in the back, I forgive them and I go on. But I don't talk to them anymore. I don't want to talk to them anymore. There's too much to do. You see, we've, met, we've spent too much time coddling one another instead of, uh, I- I- instead of encouraging. Now, when I use the word encourage, I'm not talking about a pep talk. I'm talking about literally placing within them the spirit of boldness and courage. The same thing that the, 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 the apostles uh, prayed for in, 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 in the epistles is that God would grant unto them boldness to proclaim thy holy son, Jesus. Grant unto thy servant boldness. And see, that's the thing. What does it mean to be bold, Bruce? Seriously, what does it mean to be bold? What it means to be bold to me is uh, to go out and do what Jesus Christ called us to do. Cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, feed the poor, speak in new tongues, and uh, not fear the enemy, but to understand that he's given us power and authority to tread on these serpents and scorpions. Folks, we don't need to fear anything but God. But if you're going to sit on your butt and not do anything, then, um, you know, I say, why should God save you in this hour? Because he's called everybody to the front lines to pick up the sword, the word of God, and to get into the battle. It's not a time for armchair quarterbacks. Because people are dying out there. People are perishing. Yeah, I call that, uh, you know, oh, brother, how do I say it nicely? (laughs) I think the, the, the policemen out there have a statement called Arnold Henry's, okay? Arnold Henry's seem to be, and I'm not going to tell you what that means, but you can probably figure it out. Arnold Henry's always have an opinion, but their opinion has nothing to back it up. And it's interesting, Bruce, I, I think that what most people need to understand is this, is that 
if you are a husband, if you are a father, a brother, whatever relative you are, and, and the denigration, and there are a lot of law enforcement that are listening to me. God bless all you guys out there in blue in Illinois. Amen. God bless all you guys out there in Indiana. God bless every single one of you in Georgia and Alabama. And, and some of them are, you know, I know them, and so they're listening in. The thing is, is that, you know, it, it, here, are, here, are, here are people that literally lay their lives on the line, okay? And yet, our whole country is so vulnerable because, listen, there is no fear of God in the land. There isn't, okay? And we've got a president that absolutely is carrying talismans in his pocket. We've got absolutely no fear of God. And and let me share this with people. In history, okay, whether you believe that Nero fiddled or just played around while the empire was destroyed, there comes a point where where personal pleasure becomes so important and so, if you will, time-consuming that you don't have time to see what's really taking place under your nose and around you. When you're deluded, when you're deceived, when you're absolutely uh, uh, placed in a, in, a, in a position where the truth is kept from you because you choose to believe a lie, because you reject Jesus, who is the only truth, obviously, uh, you know, people look at truth as being a philosophical assertion or uh, a, a point that they arrive at after uh, all evidence, but the truth is the foundation of the universe, and God is holy. And God is true to his word. And as I've said this before, this is something people have got to understand. God judges nations in history and individuals in eternity. But there are times when even the wrath of God, there are those who provoke the wrath of God, that he intervenes immediately. And that's what we're going to be praying for tonight. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the tree is known by the fruit it bears. If people are trying to stop this, and you are mocking the people that try, and I'm not just talking about me or Hawk or whoever, I'm talking about you need to be praying for this courageous admiral. You need to be praying for the men and women who still love their country. You need to be praying for the law enforcement officials and the sheriffs who get what's going on. You need to be praying and that the truth will be shown. Bruce, I've got on record. You know, I'm so tired, and I mean this. When I say I'm tired, I'm trying to use that instead of another word, of the people that basically come into this whole scene late in life, call me a blowhard, yet they are the self-promoting sword of God's deliverance or whatever. They use a fake name because they don't want to be known. And my answer to them is, where were you 15 years ago, 20 years ago? WikiLeaks is going to come out with a whole bunch of really nasty stuff on just how corrupt the whole uh, world of uh, ambassadorial relationships are. I don't know if you've been watching that story. That's a direct fulfillment of a word I gave 10 years ago on my radio show, that before America is destroyed, God is going to reveal to its people and to the nation and to the world the sins of its leaders. Amen. I got news for you. There's no place to run. There's no place to hide, because Jesus is about to blow this thing wide open. And so when you see that, you know, that you thought of, uh, let's say, uh, the military in a certain vein and some in the military in a total different vein, that you thought of ambassadors as sitting around and doing parties and you find out they're really sitting around giving orders in many cases for people to be destroyed, killed, their lives taken. And when you understand that the world is going to see what our foreign policy has really been like, I'm telling you, the world is going to revolt. And not only will they reject our money, but they'll reject us. And so, you know, it it becomes problematic. 
look at the nations of the world right now. The same thing you see, 100,000 people marching in Ireland. Germany is ready to come apart at the seams. Britain is absolutely a basket case. Ireland is toast, even though they get the bailout by the IMF. Listen, there's so much debt owed that there's no way to pay it back. That's the hardest issue. So when I get these, uh, uh, and it's a biblical term, dumb asses speaking, meaning Balaam's donkey, and they say everything's fine, you're just a fear monger, there's nothing to worry about, and yet we hear of another million people on food stamps, we hear of unemployed people by the hundreds of thousands aren't going to have unemployment benefits, then you've got to understand the predicament that places law enforcement in, because look, they just can't, they can't, they're, they're, there's a limited amount of resources to them, a limited amount of them, and when the people panic, it's like herds, okay? When the psychology of the herd, if you've ever watched anything on, on the National Geographic channel or any of those channels that deal yes. planet Earth or whatever, when the, when the herd panics, watch out, brother. You don't want to be there. Absolutely. You know, you talked about rejection. Um, Jesus Christ spoke about that, too. There's going to be many that are going to be rejected by him in that day. You know, he says, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. I'd rather you be hot or cold. And there's a lot in this church, uh, Steve. I believe uh, they also have the title, the Apostate Church. Um, many are going to wake up, look in the mirror, and find out that they are actually the tares that the uh, the Bible talks about. God lets them grow up alongside the, the true church. And then at the end of the age, the angels come and harvest these tares. And they throw them in the fire, the lake of fire. So, um, you know, God has told us. Uh, what direction to take, Steve. In fact, he spoke to you and uh, told you to call a time of prayer and fasting. And that's what we're doing tonight, folks. When Steve alerted me to that, I got my word of God out. I got my King James Bible and let it fall open. And, Steve, it opened up right up to Isaiah 58. And I know what I was looking at because I've seen that verse before. Uh, Isaiah 58, 6 is, says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens? And let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. Uh, you know, I I put the alert out to the uh, the listeners of the Mega Man Radio Network, and many people then came to me, Steve, and said, "That's amazing. God uh, spoke to me and gave me the same word, Isaiah 58 or Amos 6, or maybe I had a person over at my house during Thanksgiving, and uh, they said God had been dealing with them about that. And uh, Steve, I believe that God is looking for a people that will wake up and see the perilousness of the times. And realize that the hour is late. And if we don't wake up now, um, many of us are never going to wake up. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know. Here's the thing. And this is, this is a question I put out rhetorically. I've even said to my critics, how is it that I care more about your life and for your life than you do? And, and you know, again, the thing is, is some of them go silent. And, and I say this. I say, if I can say one word, whether you hate me, love me, praise me, damn me, but it saves your life. Was it worth it? And, you know, this is the, the issue right now. And, Bruce, I want to give another alert, okay? This is from a gentleman I call was listening. He's saying, Steve, it's obviously being reported that North Korea is moving missile batteries within range of our carrier group. Highest state of alert in fact. Pilots are asking for clarification for rules of engagement. I am watching this closely. So, you know, again, it, it wouldn't matter. I'm telling you, I made the statement, if Chinese, Russian, whoever paratroopers were, were jumping out of the planes into the major cities as you and I are on the air, people would run out and think they could get a bit part in a new movie. I'm telling you, it, it, it is that surreal. 
We've got entire states that are bankrupt. We've got entire cities that are bankrupt. No one gives a – I better say it. No one cares <laughs> for, for the homeless. No one cares. I mean, there are people. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking the mainstream churches. I've got to tell you something. I would, uh, by the grace of God, God grant me the heart and boldness to be like David and go into granaries and open them up and, and feed the people of God. You know? Let me tell you how pitiful it is, Steve. And you know this man well because you were one of the first to help him get started. Pastor Dan Caitlin, Messiah's Branch, Wichita, Kansas. He's open up on Thanksgiving Day. Um, mustered enough money to be able to buy some turkeys and feed the people. 600 churches in that area. No one else was open. One one man out of a, a city of 600 churches. And they closed the door to the homeless. People that are dying under bridges. Freezing to death. There was one man who froze to death. And uh, his buddy had to actually... Uh, ward away spiders that would crawl up on him. He, he couldn't even fend them off himself. That's the state of affairs right now in America. Well, I got to tell you, Bruce, I haven't, and, and look, there are some, and, and I know there are some fellowships that really love Jesus, okay? So I, I'm not trying to paint a brush, but I'm talking about the apostate church, okay? I'm talking about those who no longer believe the Word of God. I'm talking about those that no longer care for their Lord and Savior. I'm talking about those who absolutely would rather have a buffet than feed the homeless. I'm talking about those that would, as my friend Gary W. said, he said, they'll, they'll, they'll pass by people who they could actually put the biblical concept of helping, uh, you know, and they'll go to listen to some guy talk about giving, but in order to get the blessing of giving, you've got to give this guy all your money. Well, I'd just rather give it to God and give it directly to the people that need it, you know. And I want to make a statement, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of these men of God, Bruce does not know I'm going to say this. I'm saying it as I feel prompted. A lot of you who aren't in church don't have any place to really, and you know the blessing of tithing. And for the record, tithing was not instituted under the law. It was instituted in Genesis when Abraham met Melchizedek, who was a Christophany, in other words, a presence of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. When, when, when Abraham was given the victory by God, he tithed to Melchizedek. 10%. And some of you don't have any place to give, and you don't, you want to give. Well, I would encourage you to give to Omega Man Ministries because Bruce is basically become a, if you will, a, a center, uh, a focus for a lot of men and women who have been absolutely devastated, who are ministering out of their last five bucks. And that's no exaggeration. And, and I've got to share with you, those of you that can should consider this because if people are being set free, that means the kingdom of God is being. Proclaimed. Now, I'm talking about helping people. I'm not asking for anything for myself. Bruce isn't asking anything for himself, but he has to pay for all of the bandwidth. You know, Bruce, I've never met a more, how should I say this, demanding group of people. I have one guy that is the most demanding individual. He's never given me $1 to help anybody else, okay? I've literally made him hundreds of thousands of dollars. And yet he could care less, and he listens to me on the radio. Now, what, what, you know, what can I say to that guy? What the love of the Father is not in you, you know? You see, is there a reasonable expectation? Okay, I had one guy tell me he's got so much money he doesn't know what to do with it. And my answer to that is, and help somebody that needs your help, you know? Well, I don't know if my wife will let me. Well, I got news for you; he's got a bigger problem than the money he's got, you know. And God grant him a generous heart. You see, I, I don't, I, I'm through pulling punches. I got news for you. Our rear ends are made to sit on and then ultimately get off of them, not embrace them, okay? 
And the bottom line is, is that the true, the true men out there and the women of God who are out there struggling to bring the truth. And I mean, I mean, we're talking about real people that don't have real jobs, that don't have real incomes, that don't have anything of a certainty except their love and their faith and their surrender to Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please support Omega Man Ministry. You know, and I got to share this with you, Bruce. I, I, I know that the people of God have hearts to give. And I'm not talking about a special blessing that they give a hundred bucks to get a hundredfold, you know, or, yes, just lay your hands on the mouthpiece of that phone and say, I claim it. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about literally loving to feed the, the, the hungry, to clothe the naked, to bind up the brokenhearted. And Bruce, there are people listening to us tonight. There are people listening to us tonight that are totally broken. They have broken hearts. They have yes. broken bodies. They have broken hopes, broken relationships, broken marriages, broken wills. They have no willpower. They have broken dreams. They have no joy. They have broken children. And guess what? It's not the king's men and the king's horses that can put people's lives back again, but it's the creator of the universe who loves his creation. I love the most, the wonderful, you know, somebody said, well, teach me how to pray. I got a really great prayer for you. It's one word, help. If you pray that, help me, Jesus, three words, reveal yourself to me. I got news for you. There's nothing in the Word of God that would indicate anything other than God will move heaven and hell and the earth and the planets to make you realize that He loves you. He will not come crashing into your gates. He will absolutely make it clear to you He is who He says He is. Simple, isn't it? What a wonderful word, help. And so if I cried out to God and said, help me, then how dare I not help others? How dare I? I I can't. My own heart demands it of me. You know, have I been bitten? Have I literally had the crocodiles I thought were sheep bite my hand? Yes. Have I literally, uh, you know, yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact there are those that are truly blessed, okay? And see, this is the deal. Broken lives, broken expectations. You ever had an expectation, Bruce, of somebody that absolutely just lets you down so far that, oh, if Jesus hadn't pulled you out, you'd never climb out? I can tell you this, there are wounded yes. laying in the streets of reality that, that have been absolutely decimated by uh, the professional clergy, you know, or the well-meaning busybody of, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the local gossip line. I tell people, does anything, somebody once said to me, a law of physics, and I, seriously, someone said to me, is there anything faster than the speed of light? I said, yes, gossip. Amen. <laughs> gossip has a way of traveling faster than you can imagine. Now, obviously, I was being cynical. But the thing is, is that we are in a position now where the, the coy statements, the religious slogans, the, the, you know, cheap grace, the cheap blessings, if there's nothing to back it up, I don't want anything to do with it. And I don't want anything to do with those people that do that, okay? Now, that's God's working in my heart, okay? I've got to share everything. I'm aware of my shortcomings. Like I said, I'm more than aware and the bottom line is, though, is, is that beyond all that, I cannot look at even my shortcomings. I must look at the hand of the Lord, which is not shortened, that it cannot save. His ear is not deaf, that he cannot uh, hear. His eye is not blind, that he cannot see. And like he says, hey, I'm God who created the eye. Don't I see? I'm the Lord that created your ear. Don't I hear? You know? 
I'm the God that gave you the ability to do something. You think I don't have the ability to do something? I'm paraphrasing. The point is, is that people have got to know the scripture really is true. If God be for us, who can be against us? The answer to that is only that and those that you let. Because, Amen. Again, I don't know the deal that was made, but I know this. Jesus is who he says he is. And when he says he's given us power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, that means that it's real. But it will be contested, and you will have to stand your ground. And the only way you can stand your ground is with the plumb line of the word of God. You know, swearing at the devil, I got news for you. He invented it. It doesn't work. Amen. If you're is, just tuning in. The name in. of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the authority of the believer, that's what we come against hell in. Praise God. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live show with Steve Quill. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back for hour two with uh, Steve Quill. His website is stevequill.com. We'll be right back.
said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As the sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome back to the Mega Man Radio Network. Special guest tonight, Steve Quell. Steve's website is stevequell, Q-U-A-Y-L-E, dot com. Let's get Steve back on the line. Steve? Well, hey, Bruce, I'm getting reading emails from uh, Hawk and Romy and others that all your streams are full to the brim, so I don't know if you got the ability to open them up, but this show will be obviously up and recorded. But Absolutely. Uh, um, a second feed is available by going to omegamanradio.com. Or they can go over to Facebook.com slash Omega Man Radio. There is a third feed there. And uh, I'm going to also put this in the uh, the live chat room for anybody out there who wants to pass this to their friends who are having difficulty right now. Um, what a timely message, Steve. Well, pe- people need to yeah. wake up because time is short. Uh, we've got a literal powder keg on multiple fronts. We've got China flexing its muscle. We've got Russia that has said they'll take a preemptive strike if necessary, and we've got India getting in the mix. If that's not bad enough, we've got what's going on in Korea right now as we speak in real time. Well, and, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm subject to a lot of different feeds, meaning uh, coming in from different places. But uh, South Korea has just ordered civilians on the islands to shelter again after hearing further North Korean shelling. And uh, remember, it's already Sunday in Korea. And I think that what what has to be understood is this, is North Korea doesn't do anything without the approval of either China or Russia. And I think that China has made it very clear that, number one, and, and can I say something, Bruce? People have got to grow up. If the idea of, of 100, 200 million people 
being decimated. You had said if that, that Chinese missile had been an uh, airburst, if it had been an EMP, depending on uh, the altitude and the megatonnage or kilotonnage of it, you would have had the entire probably western United States to the Mississippi without power. And I think the, the point that people have got to understand is this. It's not enough to just say an F-18 was shot down or an F-22 was shot down, but it's more important to know what took it down. The reports we're getting is, is that it was a high-energy beam weapon. In other words, something that we supposedly are still working on. By the way, we've got them. All that stuff you see with the Boeing airborne laser system, that's just basically uh, uh, comic book stuff. We've got stuff that so transcends that. But the Chinese are very, very brilliant. By the way, if anybody wants to understand the treachery that went on under the Clinton administration, it was Clinton that gave the Chinese their technology of satellite technology from the L'Oreal, L-O-R-A-L Corporation. Go uh, Google it. And also, all of our, quote, classified patents were turned over lock, stock, and barrel. So, Steve, I think that we could literally be in the last hours of free America. Before this nation goes into captivity, if the men and women of God don't get out there and start praying, fasting, and seeking the Lord and interceding, who knows, maybe God will push the judgment back like he did in Nineveh's time. Uh, who well, knows, maybe he would spare yeah, us. Let's, yeah, let's give people a, a little bit of hope here, and in this sense. I remember uh, praying on my show, Friday's show, or whatever, Thursday, whatever day I was doing it, when we were at a level... Five worldwide biological alert for supposedly a pandemic flu that was going to be so uh, devastating. And I said all along, I said, shot in the arm, shot in the head, either way you end up dead, okay? That was my statement. I went on to say the whole thing was phony, it was fake. I said the point blank is, is that this is what they're trying to do. They're going to try and yield sovereign control, declare it a United Nations Security Council issue and all that. Bruce, by the grace of God, I, I was able to call all the people of God to prayer. I was mocked relentlessly. I was absolutely, and, and but I don't care about that. I want to share something. This is why I'm trying to get this through people's heads tonight. If there are 50 of us, if there are 500, if there are 5,000, I don't know. I don't care. The numbers are known to God, okay? If God calls us to prayer for such a time like this, an intercession for the nation at such a time like this, just like he stopped the pandemic within 12 hours. Listen, we were within 12 hours. Amen. Martial law. Martial law, Papa, was up. The airborne command structure to put us under martial law. All the communications were in effect. The point is, is that I don't give a bloody uh, rat's, you know, nose what people want to criticize. The God of heaven. And I said to everyone, I said, this is what the Lord told me. Now, the reason why I believe that I was able to hear so clearly from the Lord is because of all the people praying for me. Look, I can be dumb as a box of rocks, stubborn too, but the fact is, I said, the Lord spoke to me and said, watch what I will do. Not Amen. watch what I will do, watch what the Lord of God of heaven will do. And so while everyone is panicked and everything, the point being is within 12 hours, that thing completely went away, simmered down, and we went from martial law, forced vaccination. If you didn't take the vaccination, you're going into a camp to absolute, complete, what was this all about, okay? Steve, it when you and I talked the other day, pardon me, um, you, go, you gave me that word at exactly 333. And uh, I believe you were awakened by the Lord the wee hours around 333. 
Absolutely. You know, there's a verse. Are you familiar with Jeremiah 33.3? Yep. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not. I believe yep. God is wanting this nation to call on him. Well, i got to tell you something. Is it really worth it to call and stop this stuff? Look, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I can be more serious, okay? And by the way, I make no apology. The gloves are off. It's it's beside me how the, quote, brethren are so silent in the face of their demise, okay? They see, because again, Bruce, in their mind, most of them, obviously, if they're Baptists, most Baptists think they're out of here before things get tough. But right now, it, this this is such a wonderful picture in the making of God's grace unfolding, of God's heart to intervene on and in the behalf, in, in, on the behalf of others and in the lives of all who will Amen. call upon his name. And Amen. so the thing that we're trying to share with people is this. This isn't like a prayer meeting where you go, God, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I'm not going to make fun of anybody's prayers, but this is not that kind of a prayer thing, you know. This is not a time where the Lord, you know, the people that prophesy according to their faith will always prophesy like this. You've heard it probably a million times. Behold, my children, I love you. Okay? Well, that's a true statement. But usually the prophetic unction of God goes much deeper and further than that. And then I'll get the emails. Well, God doesn't prophesy anymore. That all passed away with the apostles. No, the only thing that passed away with the apostles was their effect on the earth at that time. The Lord himself says, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. Okay? You see, everybody wants to look for a formula. And the formula is really simple. Repent and believe. Repent and receive. Repent and obey. Repent and pray. Repent and go forth, okay? And someone says, well, why all this repentance stuff? Simple, because it's the only vehicle that's given to us that allows the Holy Spirit access to move in us and through us to be a blessing to the lives of others, you know? I got to tell you, uh, Bruce, it's maybe late. this nation can't be saved. I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't know I, what I am the of that opinion. We cannot save the nation. We can withhold the hand of judgment until the last souls come in. And, and I want to share this. I want, and I'm not saying this to be, uh, uh, how do I say, confrontation with you, Bruce. But so many people, it's Dimitri Dudeman. You quote Dimitri, and you know the outcome of his vision. Amen. What I'm um, saying to you is, is we've got a, a, we've got a, just like in any game of football, there's a timeout, and what we're asking the Lord amen. is, God, give us a timeout so that more people can come to know You. That is my point, there, Steve. Um, I know destruction's coming on this nation. If people listening in right now want to know where America is in Bible prophecy, get the Word of God out. Go turn to Jeremiah 50 and 51, Revelation 18, Obadiah. Uh, America is end-time Babylon, and in one hour, ultimately, it's going to be destroyed with a nuclear weapon. Uh, I don't know how much time we've got left before that time. Uh, I also don't know what the number is that God would require in order to stay his hand of judgment for this hour. It was ten in Sodom and Gomorrah's time. Uh, It took a whole nation in Jonah's time for Nineveh to be spared, and God gave him another 40 years. So, folks, do you give up? No. You, You pray, you fast, you intercede. You know what we're doing tonight, what we're calling for tonight. Ultimately, they'll understand something. God is going to fulfill his uh, timeline. Uh, the prophets have already declared it. The warnings have already come. Dimitri Dudeman, um, Henry Groover, David Wilkerson, Jonathan Hansen. They saw the Red Dawn invasion through the southern border. 
They saw the subs rising off the east and west coast, lobbing their missiles. By the time we reacted, it was too late. They saw the uh, the sabotage of Russian Spetsnaz troops, who I believe are in this country right now, after a time of civil war. And for those, Steve, that believe that they're going to get out of here on a uh, first-class ticket before the tribulation, let me um, let me refer them back to what Jesus said, Matthew 24. You know, people read that, and then they uh, they stop. They don't go all the way. We know about verse 7. It says, For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And that's where they stop. But verse 8 says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. And here's what I would say to the people that believe they're going to get out of here before the trouble starts. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and they shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for in my name's sake. And then lastly, and then shall be many offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Steve, I've, I've researched the end of the matter, and I said, God, um, I believe I'm in the last days. What are the options for me? I don't want to go to the concentration camps. I know it's coming. I know that they're here in America. I know that they've got the 72 fusion centers. But what's going to be the outcome? And as I tried to search for a way out of it, Jesus keeps saying over and over again, many are going to be offended. And the offended offense comes from persecution. And I believe it's the mainstream church who have been who have bought into this lie that uh, we're greater than Jesus, we're greater than the disciples who all died terrible deaths, and we're not going to have to undergo persecution. So I know that that's coming. And my message tonight, folks, and Steve's, is prepare yourself, pray. Maybe God will hold back his hand of judgment to allow more people to be saved. Ultimately, though, it's going to come on America. And you need to be ready to endure till the end, whether you lose your head or whether you make it to the last trump to see Jesus return the skies. Because if you're not prepared for what's coming, you're going to be offended. You're going to be angry, and you're going to say, well, you told me I was getting out of here. If I sold my $1,000 seed to Mike Murdoch or to uh, Benny Hinn or Kenneth Copeland, Steve's not calling names tonight, but I will, you know, um, so I get my million-fold return, and then Jesus is going to take me out of here before the persecution? What's going to happen? You're going to be part of the great falling away. Those that fall away are those that were once somewhere, the Christian church. And they can't handle the persecution because they weren't prepared for it. They didn't prepare themselves physically. They didn't put back food when they can. They didn't convert their cash to gold while they still had some. They didn't feed the poor. They didn't buckle down for the long haul. And it caught them like a thief in the night. And then when it came, they turned against their brethren. Some of our greatest enemies are going to be those that call themselves Christians right now, who are not prepared to endure till the end. I better stop before I start preaching, Steve. Go ahead. No, keep going, Bruce. I'm I'm just, you know, again, what you're saying, I echo. And if they've done it to us now, what will it be like then? Again, go back to the statement, ladies and gentlemen. Faith will always be persecuted by unbelief. Abel offered up a more excellent sacrifice. What did Cain do? Whack him, okay? Whack him means kill him. I'm sorry, i got to talk in the right language here. The point is, is that we are living in a time, a spirit of lawlessness, when each man does that which is right in his own sight. Now, look. Here, here is the time, Bruce. You just mentioned storing up food. The food prices are escalating so dramatically. I use the illustration. Well, you can still buy seeds. You can sprout. Ladies and gentlemen, any live food is going to be absolutely uh, important. You can sprout 
alfalfa and broccoli and have so much nutritional value. Uh, you know, my, my, my sponsors on my website, InnerHealth, these guys, Steve and Darren, absolutely have, have put out some great products. Their coconut milk uh, chocolate, Coco Mojo. Look, what I'm saying is this. It's not a sales pitch. I'm saying, well, it is available. Get it now. Go to my website, stevequail.com. Go to the banner, InnerHealth, and look. You see, where we're at, Bruce, is this. The, the time is here when people won't endure sound doctrine, okay? Now, you can say sound is meaning doctrine that's official and sanctioned, but you can also mean that they won't hear what's being said. I sent Tom Horn an email tonight when Tom was telling me to go look at certain things and what people are being said, is said about him and, and, you know, that he's a right-wing Christian. And I said, I resemble that remark, right-wing, okay? I tell people, I don't have a right-wing, I don't have a left-wing, I'm just going on both wings, okay? And not both wings in a prayer, but both wings in a commandment. You know, the thing is, is that there is a way to walk this thing out in the power of God. There is no, and I repeat, there is no illustration in the Old or New Testament outside of God's miraculous intervention where people could deliver themselves from the uh, insurmountable odds of the enemy coming against them. And again, we're going to go into the third hour, and we do that third hour, that's going to be when we pray. Because people need to understand what is at stake here. The answer is everything. Is it in just time and space? No, it's in eternity. Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Millions of people don't care about that. Forgive me, not millions. Billions of people don't care about that statement. But would you want to, uh, you know, did you ever have that gentleman, I, Bill Weiss or whatever, on your show yet? The guy that had his uh, visions B- of hell? Bill Weiss, 28 yeah. minutes in hell. Folks, uh, he saw a vision of hell, and uh, it took him a year to recover from it, and he spent the last decade warning people of what's going to happen if your spirit leaves a body and you're not prepared to be, meet with the Lord. I want to I want to tie up one um a loop, um, one loose thread is the word I was looking for. Folks, if I'm wrong and we get out of here early, then praise God, I'll race you to heaven. That's gravy. But if it doesn't come like you've been told it's going to happen, okay, and you find yourself face-to-face in persecution, and Jesus said, as a servant greater than a master, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Go back and read Matthew 24. Don't take it from me, take it from Jesus. If you find yourself in that situation then the chances are you're going to be part of the great falling away. And I don't read anywhere where any of the falling away, they came back. Most of them backslid right into hell. Again, it would be gravy if we got out of here early. I just don't see it. I see us, you're going to have to endure till the end. And uh, your end may not come uh, down the road. It could be tomorrow. You could be hit with a Mack truck. And um, back to Bill Weiss, uh, he saw a vision of hell. You do not sleep day or night. You want to take a breath, you'll never be able to take another breath again. People say, Steve, well, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to hell and party with my friends and have a couple of brewskis. Folks, you'll never see another person for as long as eternity is, and that doesn't end. You'll be in complete darkness. The only people you will probably see are the demons that are going to torment you day and night and then taunt you because you rejected Christ and you were a fool and they trapped you. Okay, you'll never get to sleep, never get to take a drink of water. You'll be cut off from everyone that you ever knew. And you're going to be um, beyond hope at that point in time. So I would say you better get your house in order tonight, spiritually, because uh, only God knows if we're going to even wake up in the morning. Go ahead, Steve. 
Well, I think that's true. And somebody said, how do you live your life, Steve? And in my case, I live it as every day might be my last. Yet there's something inside me that I have the promises that God has made to me over the years. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to do anything except just fulfill my calling in Jesus and be as much of a blessing to those as I can. Am I anything other than a sinner saved by grace? Absolutely not. But I will say this. When you have seen the glory of the Lord and when you have seen the depths of hell, I've seen them both, when you've been before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, literally, I can tell you when he looks into your eyes and every act, every word, every deed, every thought comes before you and you see what was real and what wasn't, what was born of the Spirit versus what was born of the flesh, and instantly, it's not like a list that's read, you know, an angel sitting there going, well, Steve said S-H on this date. and No, instantly, all your work is laid out before you. You see, my sins are under the blood, but my works go before me. You know, Bruce, it's, it's a fascinating thing because Bill Weiss not only saw a vision of hell, he was literally, as a Christian, allowed to experience it. There's a Amen. difference as a spectator versus as someone who was a participant. Remember what he's, his vision was? or his he, was, he was literally dropped into hell, Steve. He, he yep. experienced it. Felt it. Right now, I'll get the emails from the Seventh-day Adventists, those who don't believe that there is such a thing as hell, and they'll say it's, there's no such thing. When you die, your soul is annihilated. That's not what Jesus said. Some awake to everlasting joy, and some awake to everlasting judgment. Jesus said, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, and the worm dieth not. So that's kind of a gross thing, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen brain worms that come out of a person's skull, okay? But imagine worms coming out every orifice, and they don't die. Imagine where there's weeping. That means to me there's emotion, Bruce. That means yeah, to me there's yes. the acknowledgement you are there. And and see, this is the thing. The the church, in order to be popular, and I don't, forgive me, I better use a better word than that, the politically accepted religious expression uh, parading and masquerading as a church, how does that sound, is absolutely terrified of hell. And in this world, if you deny it, and that's obviously, you know, somebody said the best example of Satan's ultimate deception was to deny it's real. And now that people are worried and even finding out, he's switching his tactic to say, don't worry, you'll get a new body, you'll be able to download your collective subconscious, uh, you'll never die, you'll never have to face a judgment, and you yourselves will be as God, because we're going to give you supernatural knowledge, supernatural power, only yield to, to us, and all this will be yours. Sounds kind of to me like the temptation that Jesus faced on the mount, isn't it? Steve, there's no glorified body in hell. Folks, if you're in a wheelchair right now or you have vision loss, you'll spend that way for eternity in hell. Uh, you do not get a glorified body down there. And uh, Bill Weiss uh, literally spent 28 minutes in hell and was allowed to come back and uh, spread the spread the warning. Um, Steve, there's people out there tonight probably saying, hey, I don't want to take a chance with eternity. How can I accept Christ? What would you tell them to do, Steve? Well, I'll tell you what. The easiest thing that I know, and this is it, Jesus, and this is what I prayed, you are offering me forgiveness, and I accept your forgiveness based on who you are and who the Bible says you are. Now, if you don't know the Bible, saying, Jesus, your word says, and that's an easy statement, that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That if I believe in my heart that you are who the Bible says you are, and believe that Jesus, and, and to repent doesn't mean just to say you're sorry. It means to quit doing what you're doing, okay? Amen. Yes. And the thing is to turn from your wicked way. And then you ask the Lord to give you the power and grace, and you thank him. 
That's your first act of faith, and the just shall live by faith. And, and for those of you that don't know if Jesus is real, you can pray this. God, if you're real and Jesus is real, reveal yourself to me. Honesty, I have never heard. Even my biggest critics, who some of them became my friends, you know, and some stayed my mortal enemies. I don't want to give a, 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 a non-true picture. But the ones that honestly prayed it, and I've even had one guy tell me years ago, he said, I prayed that Jesus is real, but I want nothing to do with him. And it broke my heart. I felt personally responsible for that guy rejecting Jesus until the Lord said, Steve, it wasn't you. He chose to reject me. I revealed myself to him, but he didn't want me. You know, I used to hear that, Bruce. Uh, Again, I've shared my testimonies, wilder than wild. And I remember one time, even after I got saved, I went into a bar. And it was one of the things that, that, that God dealt with me so amazingly I was sitting witnessing to a guy in a bar, and obviously, you know, not a good place to witness. I thought it was, and, and instantly said to me, if you really believe that, you would not be in here talking to me. I never went into another one after that. You follow me? Yes. And it's interesting that, that God could even use somebody who is hammered, you know. And, and I want to share something. I don't know any other gospel than a mir- miraculous gospel. I've seen people literally literally get baptized with the Holy Spirit that were baptized and said they didn't believe it. Amen. I have seen heroin addicts who are absolutely set free in the name of Jesus, cold turkey. I have a friend, I won't embarrass him, uh, not that he'd be embarrassed, but his name is Mike, his last name starts with a D. The guy is an acrobat, one of the strongest guys I've ever seen, and uh, could do an iron cross on the rings. I mean, you know, and just, you know, you'd have to tell him to get down because he'd get hold it so long. The bottom line is is that I watched him get saved by the power of God when he thought he could hide out within a group of Christians, join hands in a circle of people worshiping God, and the power of God literally hits him, smacks him down. And by the way, this is when the hee-haw session on Christian TV, and he gets up and he's set free from his heroin addiction, okay? Amen. I've watched that stuff, Bruce. That's that's the only kind of gospel I know. Or people set free of demon powers and demon uh, uh, influence, you know, in the presence. And by the way, most of the strongest deliverance ministries I've ever been associated with are women. Okay, Steve, women we, of had, faith. <laughs> we had we had Doctor Paul. I'm not on. kidding you. And, uh, and somebody says, year old. Well, "How come there are no men in that?" Maybe you should address that. I'll say because the men cannot handle. And this is my answer. Most men cannot handle the emotional toll that a true deliverance session can take. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would tell people to listen to the previous show. We do a program, Steve, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. called The School of Deliverance. One of the great pioneers in deliverance, uh, Dr. Pat Holliday, been in the deliverance ministry for 30 years. If they don't believe in the reality of demons, they only need to play the previous MP3. We had demons coming out over live radio. Every week, Steve, it's the same thing. And, you know, the, the sad part is, we have a limited amount of time to pray with people, and if you could uh, envision a a um, military hospital in the middle of a war zone, you know, put up in a tent, and you open up the flap and you looked outside, and the line went uh, five miles. I mean, that's what it's like every weekend. Just it's a battle zone, Steve. No, and, you I know, know, Satan uh, he thrives on fooling people into thinking, yeah, he doesn't exist. Uh, you know, demons aren't real. You know, the greatest coup ever pulled was to convince man that he didn't exist. I say the greatest coup that he ever pulled on the American church is that a Christian can't have a demon. Yet, right. time after time, foul spirits are cast out in the name of Jesus Christ, because it's Jesus Christ who came to set the captive free. 
And I believe that there could be people tuning in right now that say, well, Jesus wouldn't accept me. I've done some wicked things. I've killed people. I've aborted children. I've done drugs my whole life. Steve, I can tell you that when God got to me, he probably, um, probably there was a thousand people who uh, passed up on the job and said, would you please excuse me? You know, I was the last of the list when he called me. Uh, I shouldn't even be here today for some of the things that I did. And if I had died and God had not had mercy on me, I would have busted hell wide open. But I'm here to tell the people tonight, it doesn't matter what you've done. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you right now and drawing you, today is the day of salvation. You can repent. God will forgive you of anything in your past. He doesn't remember it anymore. And when Satan tries to bring things, I mean, these thoughts come back, you know, well, things I did in the past. If you've repented and God's forgiven you, then stop listening to Satan because he'll try to pull these things up and try to cause you to live in the past. But today is the day of salvation where nobody is guaranteed tomorrow. We could wake up and the whole, our whole uh, country has changed. I mean, uh, Korea could go ballistic at any moment. China could lob a, uh, an ICBM off of our coast. We could have a Red Dawn invasion. I mean, it's going to happen. And um, when the time to act comes, Steve, the time to prepare is over with. And today is the time for folks to prepare spiritually, physically, and ask God what he would have them to do in this hour. Let me give it back to you. One of the neatest stories that I know of God's amazing forgiveness was a woman who had an abortion. She could not, she became a Christian, but she could not forgive herself, Bruce, because she knew what abortion was. She had all the counseling in the world and all of the prayer in the world. And finally, finally, someone touched God for her, and God took her literally to heaven. And she got introduced to the little girl that she had aborted. The little girl came up to her and she said, you know who I am? And, 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 the, and the mother said, no, I don't know who you are. And she said, I'm your daughter, and I'm the one you aborted. But I want you to know, Mommy, I forgive you. And, 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 and the Lord instructed this woman that the, 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 the aborted children, they're, they're trained up by the angels. They grow up, and they grow up in the knowledge. But when I heard that story, I thought, you know, only in the Christian faith, only in the marvel of the heart of God, only in the manifest magnificence of love absolutely uh, projected into a situation could that even be understood. I forgive you, Mommy. You see, Bruce, the thing is, is that Jesus is saying to us, I forgive you. I forgive you. Look, we're going to go through hell. It's going to be hell. It's going to be so deep, and you know what? We're going to be beyond our eyeballs, but the Lord is the only one that can lift us out of that refuse pile called life. I can tell you, I have personally seen it. I have seen the most absolutely despairing for their life individuals get that little sparkle, that little, that little fire of forgiveness. That little acknowledgement, God loves me. People have never been loved. People have been abandoned. The most horrible thing I got, Bruce, after our show last time we did, it was last week or the week before, I don't know, was a guy crying out to me from a veteran's hospital, Steve, please pray that they don't kill us. We're lying in our own waste. We're absolutely being, being tormented. They're experimenting on us. And I said, oh, God, would you not lay it on the hearts of somebody out there? that has the ability to, 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 I know, listen, there are people that I know, Bruce, that are, are men and women so sold out to Jesus, okay, that could oversee a program to go in and to make a difference in these lives. 
And, and you know, the point is, is that I don't have the ability. I've done what I can do and do what I can do, and I'm grateful for that. But I get people emailing me, and look, you know, here's the story. You know, people beat us up when we tell them to prepare with food or water. We're not trusting God. They beat us up when we tell them to buy gold and silver, yet they trust in a system that's based on unjust weights and measures, which God says is an abomination to them. Okay, I get it. You're a Christian, but it's okay to go into an abominable field, that which God has cursed, saying it is a cursed thing before him, i.e. paper money and all paper denominated assets. But then you accuse those of us who try and say, here's the biblical standard, walking in it of being corrupt or being, you know, profits per profit or, or selling fear. To, you know, here's the deal. The fearful out there, that's their problem. That's not my problem. If there's anybody who's fearful listening to us, they better get rid of the spirit of fear. Because what we're talking about is the spirit of liberty. And where the spirit yeah. of liberty is, there is no fear, because perfect love casts out fear. And I get all of the religious, what uh, Romy and I call the religious spirit people, with their Klingons, okay, her word, not mine. The Klingons are the things the devil attaches to our life to keep us from coming into the provision, the protection, and and uh, the presence of the Lord, you know, the demons, okay? And 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 this is something that Jesus said, he's come that we might have life and have it more abundantly, Bruce. All I deal with most of the time, there are exceptions, but our broken lives, broken dreams, broken marriages, broken hearts, broken... Bro- By the way, I told, I called Pastor David Langford today, and, and I, you know, I told him that you were going to have him on the show. And he preaches the most anointed message on broken things. And yes. I'll let David preach his message. But of all the messages I've heard in my life, probably there's not a more beautiful expression of God's infinite mercy, love, and forgiveness to those who will repent and call upon his name than broken things. Because doesn't he command us, Bruce, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are held captive? Amen. It's amazing how many people who get free of demons also get their hearts healed. You've noticed that, haven't you? Absolutely. We see people set free of uh, tormenting spirits, demons, and then um, we ask that the Holy Spirit come in and fill the voids, and we see people get baptized in the Holy Spirit, see their souls restored. Steve, how many people listening out there have blown up their souls with ungodly soul ties? Many of us have. Many people can't love anymore. They don't know how to love. They've lost the ability because they're so fragmented. And uh, David prayed, uh, restore my soul. And God is able to do that today, just as he did it for David. You know, the, the gifts of God are for today. Deliverance is the children's bread. People can be set free of tormenting spirits and um, be victorious. And again, we're not trying to promote fear here tonight, folks. We only need to fear the Lord. We're just trying to tell you the lateness of the hour and if you haven't made a decision for Jesus Christ, your time is running out. Those are the ones that need to be fearful, because when you step out of this body, you're present before God, and you're either going to be with the Lord, or you're going to be in hell waiting for the white throne judgment to be cast into hell. You need to make a decision today. That's what we're preaching about tonight, because time is of the essence. Steve? Well, again, I want to let you finish, and I, I mean no attempt to talk over you, so I just want to let you finish, Bruce, because, again, when when I was praying this afternoon about this show, one of the things that, that really hit me, and, I, and you're bearing witness to it, and we, we didn't talk, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce and I haven't talked, except for me to get his phone number and give him Romy's number when we bring her on, Amen. God willing, but the thing is, is that the Lord said, Steve, you're addressing people tonight 
that will not be here next year at this time. You're addressing some people tonight that will not be here next month at this time. The things are going to escalate. That's not to scare anybody. Look, you know, there are those people who think they're gods and they're going to be bought. And I just say this, you know, you will have what you say. And when you come to the end of the rope, who do you have to turn to? No one but yourself. And if you're at the end of the rope, how could you be at the end of the rope since you're already God, you know? Oh, I get it. You just deny existence, and by denying it, you become the perpetual Buddha meditating. You know, I put a uh, story up about uh, uh, some uh, Buddhist priests that died and went to hell. He was dead five days, his body rotted, and he saw the famous Buddha in hell. It caused such an international stir, because here you have a man who was a Buddhist, a practicing... Uh, uh, you can, By the way, you can Google that story, Buddhist monk in hell. I think it'll come up. And did you ever read that story, Bruce? No, sir. Well, the story was, and I mean, it's, it's, it's a remarkable story. Somebody had prayed for this Buddhist monk, so he dies, he goes to hell. And, he, you know, obviously in the world of Buddhism, uh, you know, hell does not exist as it is a Christian concept, supposedly. Oh, that's interesting, since every belief system in the world and mythology and history are my background, because that's what I write about, how is it that they have hell? How is it that they have the underworld? How is it that they have their versions of demons and demagogues and torment and all that? How is it? Oh, I get it. So it wasn't really a Christian uh, invention, was it? You see, the Bible says that the law of God is written on men's hearts. And for the record, the Bible also says that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Man was never meant to go there. That's right. And so those those who who you know mockingly and and you know uh, obviously I get uh, so many emails. We can't wait for you to die. Well, I got news for you. My life is in the hands of the living God. Whose life are you, whose hands are your lives in? You know, it, it's kind of like a, a Hawk and I talked. You know, and I said, Hawk, isn't it amazing that uh, everybody looks at you as the thermometer and barometer? And they just don't think we're real until we're dead. I think somebody made that statement about me or something the other day. Well, I want to share something with everybody. The Lord is absolutely the one who determines our days. And I do believe this, that if God has given me words and exceeding and precious great promises, or great and precious promises, then he's the one that is going to bring it to pass in my life. And I want to thank again all the intercessors. This show would not be possible tonight, Bruce, if it were not for your grandmother and other intercessors and the intercessors that prayed for me, both men and women, making this possible. Because I would have been dead, okay? I would have been dead a thousand times. No exaggeration, no melodrama, just simply true. Yet God, in his mercy and in his sovereignty, you know, there are times I've called different people. I said, look, I mean, it's pretty dire. Am I going to make it? And the people would go, Lord, and the Lord would say, tell Steve, it is not his time, you know? And, I mean, the threats I get are unbelievable, and they're unimaginable. And, again, I'm not going to throw them out there. I'm not going to let the swine have a uh, pig fest on me, you know, and hoist a couple more. You know, the, the bottom line is, look, the people that drink, drink to their own destruction. The people that mock, mock to their own damnation. The people that scoff, there will come scoffers in the last days. Problem is... I'm encountering all those in, quote, they who claim to be what they are not acting like, okay? So the thing is, is that if, if I get angry, if I do an angry show, it's, it's, it, some people believe that God is a butterfly and he just flirts. And I mean no disrespect to the King of Glory, but what I'm saying, I mean total disrespect to the uh, misrepresentation of the King of Glory, to the I am that I am that spoke to Moses 
on the mountain to Jesus, who when they came to take him out of the Garden of Gethsemane, said, I am he, and they all fell as dead, okay? The I am statements of Jesus, the good shepherd, all of the different I am, the statements that Jesus himself made, what was he declaring? You know, and I, I love the fact that Islam says that God has no children. Well, they acknowledge Solomon as being a very wise man, and even in the occult practice of Solomon, Solomon was wise enough to know that God had a son. You follow me? So, yes. uh, you know, the scripture says, what is God's name and what is his son's name? You know, listen, people will not believe because they choose or they decide they don't want to believe. But the, those who are appealing to tonight, Bruce, let's bring it home. There are those of you that have wondered all your lives, and though your sins be as scarlet, God will forgive you. God will forgive you. He's holding out the white flag, and the white flag, the truce that he declares in your life, through the blood of his son Jesus, is dipped in the blood of his son. The flag is a hyssop, which is the testimony of Jesus, which takes the blood and says, by the blood of Jesus, based on the promise of God, I'm clean. Okay? Does that mean I don't sin? No. Does that mean I won't screw up? No. But when I do screw up and I do sin, which is quite often, I ask the Lord to forgive me. You can stay in the world of self-righteousness and self-judgment. Stay there. Have a picnic. Invite others to join you. But it won't liberate. It won't set you free. Because you'll be too worried about establishing your own uh, righteousness and over the right things or the wrong things you don't do that you forget what the whole purpose of relationship with God is. God enjoys his creation. And, Bruce, the fact that Jesus wants to call us friends, that's a, that's a mind-blowing thing. But, you know, people have got to choose. They've got to either choose friendship with the world or friendship with the Son of God. And unfortunately, the world's hold seemingly means more at this point to the degenerate perverts in the pulpit, and in many cases they're perverts, the pastors who have abdicated their first love, the pastors who have put their sheep into the mouths of wolves, the pastors that will bring the big names into their church but won't spend the same amount of money to reach out and help those in need. And by the way, why do I need a $50 million church or a $10 million church or whatever so people can come and use it two nights out of the week? doesn't sound like a good deal to me. The point is, is that, look, everything is about men who want their kingdom. Christianity is about God's kingdom being established in this world in the lives of his believers that other might come in were to hold out the red carpet to others that carpet is the highway of holiness we can't make ourselves right we can't be good enough we can't be righteous enough and we don't have to because jesus says believe me and i will be your righteousness believe me believe in me repent and i will become all of your sins i've taken them upon myself so that you might be made righteous you know you can't beat a deal like that. And, Bruce, we're headed into the most perilous time in the history of the world. Jesus said there's never been a time like it, nor would be again. And I'm quoting Jesus. People quote the book of Revelation, and one of my chief angry moments on radio is when they're always saying, doesn't it say that in the book of Revelation? The book of Revelation is about Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to his servant John, the apostle, on the island of Patmos. The whole thing is about Jesus. Jesus said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me. John writes the final chapter. It's written of him. It's about him. And so now we've got the issues that Jesus spoke about. Isn't it amazing 
that everybody wants to take Jesus down to their level but won't allow him to bring us up to his? Amazing. You know, and, and again, what I'm trying to say simply is this, Bruce, that we are at a crossroads in history. We're on the radio. It's now 11.40, or I'm sorry, 10.49 uh, Mountain Time. It's the 20, what, 7th of November still, and yet right before our eyes, go on the front page of Drudge, read the top left-hand corner, uh, Intel's coming in. This thing is not going away because, again, there's so much going on behind the scenes. And if you think that a commander-in-chief, any true commander, some of the most brave military generals, I've talked to them in that serve under them. These are people that uh, fight in battles most people don't know exist, fight yes. wars that most people deny. And I've talked to the men that serve under this, and when they tell me a four-star is the first out of the helicopter, or a four-star is first out of the TR-3B, which most people mock us for, and now they're being seen all over the world. We've been talking about it for the past ten years. You know, it's astonishing to me that we've got a commander not in chief, okay, and maybe a commandeerer and thief who won't even give his fighting men he's put in harm's way the go-ahead to basically have defensive protocols in place should it turn against them. It's beyond me, Bruce. It's beyond me. I say this. I say it's treachery. It's treason. And it's absolutely the most heartbreaking thing to see a nation that so many fighting men and women have sworn to uphold the Constitution be so pathetically butchered before the eyes of the people. The Constitution, people say, they can't do that. They can't do that. It's unconstitutional. Well, guess what? Aren't the polls even saying 70% of Americans don't believe the Constitution is being lived up to by the politicians? Well, I guess what? we got a problem there. Because all freedom comes from the living God. Deny him and you deny freedom. Rebuke him and you, you rebuke the very blessing on life. And instead of the hand of protection, when the God of the universe pulls his hand of protection off America, and that's where we're at. People can challenge me, but they cannot base any of their statements in their challenge of me on any historic precedent, any biblical precedent, or show me any nation that exists when they become as corrupt, profane, as lewd, as, as self-indulgent, and as non-caring as we are. Remember this, some of the sins of Sodom weren't just the obvious ones, but one of the sins of Sodom was they didn't cast or deal their bread to the poor. Most people don't know that. The seven sins of Sodom, there were seven of them. There weren't just one, you know. Folks, uh, if you want to make it through hard times, um, follow the biblical principle of giving to the poor. It says that he that remembers the poor and lends to them has lent to God, and God will repay. And uh, the time is late. You know, Steve, uh, people also forget what the Word says. Judgment first comes to the house of God. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? Folks, the sifting is occurring right now. Uh, there is no more time to straddle the fence. You're either going to be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm or you'll be ripped apart because God is turning up the heat. So you need to choose this day whom you're going to serve. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be back with Steve Quayle, and we're going to get Romy on the line. Sound good, Steve? Yeah, Romy. Romy. Here, we'll be back here uh, in just a few moments, folks. And we're back. Uh, thank you for tuning in tonight to the Mega Man Radio Network. Special guest tonight, Steve Quayle. Steve's website is stevequayle.com. Let's get Steve back on the line and Romy, who is uh, joining us by cell phone. Stand by. Steve, do I have you back? Yep. Is Let's Romy bring on? Romy on. Uh, Romy, are you with us yes. tonight? 
Praise I am. God. Welcome to the <laughs> program. <laughs> well, listen, Bruce, I think Pardon? it would be good. good. Hi, Romy. Romy, would you open Hi. up in prayer, and then I'll follow, and Bruce, because I want people to understand that, you know, you've been in prayer for this show all day along with others, and, and I want yeah. you to go wherever you feel is necessary, given the hour we live in, and then when you're done, I'll take over, and then Bruce can join in, and Bruce will see where the Lord leads. Amen. Amen. Sounds really good. And and the show has been just awesome, guys. I, I just it's it's thrilling to hear the the challenge and the uh, the call to arms by the remnant and to know that we stand together. Isn't it good? God is so amazing. He's so good and so faithful. And uh, I just wanted to say hallelujah and bless you guys. Bless you both for your obedience and your love for our Savior Jesus. It's uh, so precious in these times and becoming more precious as the days go by. And without further ado, let's go. (laughs) Father, we come before you this evening and we praise your holy name. We glorify you for your faithful mercies and your amazing grace, Lord, toward those who love you and are called according to your kingdom purposes for the times that we're living in today. We ask that you would continue to reveal yourself and your plans to your children in dreams and visions and through your living word, Jesus Christ, also through revelation by your Holy Spirit, so that we will not falter or be deceived by anything the evil one would send to destroy or distract your children from following hard after you and the truth that is only to be found in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, awaken all of your remnant throughout the land to the actual times that we are in and let them look to you for direction as to what they're to be doing now and most especially when. Shelter us, Lord, under your wings from the plans and the assignments of the evil one and his minions and lead us to safe places, Lord, as the days grow darker. Father, let your light shine in the darkness and expose the unfruitful works of the devil and his children. Call your people out from amongst the world, and cover us with the blood of Jesus. Let the unbelieving see and proclaim, Surely the Lord God of heaven lives, and his only Son Jesus is the only way to be assured of eternal life through faith and salvation in his name. Father, reveal yourself to those who belong to you through Jesus, and quicken their hearts to call upon your name right now. And, Lord, don't let them delay another moment. Father, deliver us from evil and from the evil one. Comfort the brokenhearted, Lord, desperate and mightily discouraged people that are out there even now. Lord, they're listening in, waiting for a word from you. Send your peace to cover them through, though the world is perishing. And, Lord, save the unbelieving Lead your prodigals home, Lord God. Lead those who think they have sinned the unforgivable sin home to you, Lord God. You have marked them, Lord God, and you have saved them. And as Jesus said, he's not lost one, but the son of perdition, Lord, who was born for that reason. So, Lord, save the unbelieving family members and friends of those who have been crying out for their salvation and redemption for many, many years, decades and decades in some cases. And let them know that there's no sin that isn't covered by the blood of Jesus. Nothing can separate us from your love and your merciful compassion. Let your children who are in need of a healing touch from you this night. 
this very moment, stretch forth their hands and receive it by faith because Jesus bore our stripes so that we could receive healing and true freedom right now. He became sin for us so that we might experience the kingdom fullness today, not just in eternity. There are many, Lord, who have waited for this day to be healed from all manner of sickness, chronic illness, and to experience immediate deliverance from many struggles and the temptations of this life, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name that you will touch their every need and send your angels sent to minister to the heirs of salvation to every single person listening to this broadcast tonight, wherever they may be. We release healing, your healing, as we stand together before you, believing for them in that matchless name above all names, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Let your love so overwhelm these individuals, Lord, all of them out there, all of them who have waited, Lord, for a touch, for a word, for encouragement, for hope, that there is hope, Lord God. There's all hope in you and in Jesus' name. And every group listening tonight that's gathered together, Lord, to hear this broadcast around the world in the various time zones, Lord, let your Shekinah glory brood over them. And each one of them who's asking for a healing touch now, Father, send your love and your presence and let them be overwhelmed by you wherever they are. And let us place all our cares upon you as this prayer goes out live across the world, Lord, and as they listen to it in the archives, Father, and place them in your capable hands, knowing that you will send an answer in the greatest possible love. And, Lord, I pray that you would still and calm the situation in North Korea, China, India, and Russia. And, Lord, keep our many, many troops in that area safe from all evil. And thank you, Lord, for that admiral who refused to send our troops into certain death by refusing the order to send them in unarmed, as he was told to do. Lord, deliver the precious, starving, broken North Korean people from the rule of that cruel dictator, Kim Jong-il, by your own hand and stop any war from taking place there, Lord. Father, remove him from power and let the two Koreas be reunited in you through Jesus Christ and Lord, the many Christians in both countries who have been praying fervently for deliverance from this demonized man for so many decades, Lord. And as Father, we just thank you, Lord, because we know you're going to move. And Lord, we are hopeful. We have expectation in our hearts, though the natural, Lord, speaks of one thing. Lord, we've seen it many times. Many times, Lord, where your people have prayed and, Lord, where you have stopped the assignment sent from the pit of hell itself many, many times, Lord, and we pray that tonight, Lord, protect our people, protect the people of North Korea and South Korea, Lord, who call upon your name without ceasing, Lord. There are brothers and sisters over there, Lord, just waiting for deliverance from this madhouse and this madman. Father, we bless your holy name. Thank you for my brothers, Lord God. Thank you for all the listeners, Lord God. And Father, give them the touch that they've been waiting for, and we say yes and amen. Holy Spirit, go and meet them at their need, at the place of their need right now. All of those who have been very, very sick or who have had heart attacks and and a terrible back pain and uh, Lord, and, and cancers, and Father, we pray that we'll hear about all the miracles, that we'll hear all the miracle stories coming in from this broadcast, Lord, as we send out by faith your living word, the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
And Lord, you talk in the book of Revelation about a lukewarm church that because they were neither hot nor cold, you would spew them out of your mouth, Lord. I pray for the fire off the altar of Almighty God to come into your people's life tonight, Lord, like at no other time in history. For, Lord, we have sinned against you. We have done evil continually before you. We have denied you. We have done nothing, Lord, to to stand up and to make your grace, mercy, and forgiveness known. We have allowed your Son, Lord God of heaven, to be mocked. We have allowed your commandments to be broken. We have allowed, Lord God, everything that the nations of the world that were judged before us to come into focus and, and go on steroids, Lord. We have not spoken out against evil, Lord, but embraced it. Oh, God, we who are the light of the world have become so darkened. We who are the salt of the earth, Lord, have lost our savor. And, God, in the name of Jesus, we have lost our way. But, Lord, you are the great shepherd. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, so many times you said, if you, if, if, if us would turn back to you, your people would turn their hearts back to you, you would hear from heaven. And that, Lord, you would not only uh, heal our land, but you would forgive us. And, Lord, yeah. in the name of Jesus, this country is passed under judgment. It's not my call. It's your declaration, the declaration of men and God and women of God from years ago who are now seeing the fulfillment of the words, even though they're in glory with you at this moment. Father, I pray that you would supernaturally grant the spirit of repentance to everyone that will hear this broadcast, is hearing it in real time, and will hear it, Lord, recorded. I pray for repentance, God, because it's the greatest gift you ever gave sinful man. And, Lord, I pray that a new cry would come out of your people's heart, a cry that for the bridegroom, a cry for the king of glory, a cry for righteousness, Lord. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would grant visions and dreams as your promise to Joel, the prophet Joel, Lord. I pray that visions and dreams, and, Lord, I pray for the scoffers and mockers, that you literally give them, God, in your mercy, a vision of that which awaits them if they turn away from your love. Lord, you said, call unto you, meaning the living God, and you'll show them great and mighty things that they know not of. And, Lord, we're calling unto you tonight, Lord. We're crying out to you. And as Romy's already agreed, and and thousands of people are agreeing with her, Lord, Lord, do not allow this thing to take place. Give us a little more time, Jesus. And if you redeem the time in your mercy, God, give us the faithfulness equal to the redemptive pause that you have given us, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord, there will be testimonies coming of the miraculous angels of God fighting, Lord, literally taking out of the sky that which has already been launched or being ready to launch, taking out of the sea that which would be launched under the sea. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as Joshua commanded literally the sun to stand still, Lord, we are asking in your mercy, God, that, that literally you would put this world on a hole, Lord, a literal hole from this madness and craziness. And, Lord, as you spoke to your servant, Lord, when you gave that word years ago through me, you said, Lord, that before you allowed America to be destroyed, Lord, you would show the people and the nations of the world the sins of not only this nation's leaders, but of their leaders also. 
Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, and I bind my heart with both Romy and, and, and Bruce and all those who are in agreement, Lord, that you would go mightily, Lord, as Romy prayed that you would lead the people to where you want them to be. I remind you, Lord, of your word that when the children of Israel left Egypt, not one went feeble out amongst them. God, I pray for miracles, supernatural impartations of miracles. I pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be loosed into our listening audience. I pray for, Lord God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to flow freely to those who have been crying, seeking, wanting more of you. I pray for the men of God that have been beaten down in their own homes to stand up, to rise up. I pray for the women of God who have been suppressed by their husbands to be free in Jesus, to become everything that you want them to be. I pray that the wayward children will return to their parents and the wayward parents will return to their children. I pray, Lord God, that you would grant a supernatural visitation, Lord. I pray for the mighty men and women of valor that even fight which most people don't even know exists. I pray for the wives of those who have lost their husbands who gave everything that we might live. I pray for the literally all of their children, Lord, the children of those brave men and women who have given their life that others might live. I pray you put a special blessing on their life, a special protection. And, Lord, I pray for every plot, every scheme, every plan, every trap of the enemy against those remaining warriors of faith, those who are called by the name of Lord Jesus Christ, who know what's at stake. I ask that you simply, Lord, remove them from every trap, every snare, every bit of a blueprint for the destruction, Lord. Make them invisible, literally, to their enemies. Give them the right place at the right time. And, Lord, I pray for every mouth of hell that has been raised up to try and, and, and slander, to try and defame. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will give those specific men, Lord, and, and the women, Lord, a literal vision of hell. Lord, I, I thank you that your word says, let God arise and our enemies be scattered. And, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will come face to face with their own demons and come and cry out to you for your deliverance. Lord, I pray that you would absolutely speak to those on the radio and show them if they claim you as their Savior, then they should act like it. If they don't, then go and have their way. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, too, Lord, that those who are who are attacking your messengers, Lord, and, and whether it's Bruce, myself, Hawker, whoever, Lord, Greg Evenson, others, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that their mouths would literally be silent and that their tongue would cleave to the roof of their mouth until they repent. Father, we pray for Greg. We ask that you keep him from harm's way. And, Lord, I thank you for your protection over all of us. And I thank you, God, literally for your intercessors. And, Lord, now in Jesus' name, I bless your intercessors, Lord. I don't know how many, who, where they're at, but, Lord, I thank you for them. And I ask you to bless them richly, Lord, for every minute they have spent in your presence, God. Those of us who are there praying for are out, Lord, speaking hours to those who have ears to hear. Lord, bind up the brokenhearted. Give your people a revelation before the night is out, before the next 24 hours, Lord, of what the authority of the believer is when we turn to you in repentance and total dependence upon you in Jesus' name. Bless Romy, Lord. I pray for a supernatural intervention in her husband's life, Stephen's life, Lord. 
And I pray, Lord, that you will absolutely work miracles in him, not healings that take time, but miraculous intervention, Lord, in all areas of his life and in her life. I pray for Sue, Lord Bradley, that you will give her a supernatural touch of heaven. Lord, nothing outside of a miracle is satisfactory because that's what it takes. And, Father, I ask that you bless her richly in Jesus' name. And, Lord, for every single person that is struggling, Lord, I pray for all those that tune in to Omega Man to hear Bruce and and the ministers, Lord, Pastor John Kyle and all the different pastors that Bruce has. I ask that you release a blessing into their lives, Lord, and a new level of anointing and a new level of authority. Lord, that the earth will literally tremble under their feet as they take dominion over that. We pray for Henry Groover and his wife, O God. Grant Judith, Lord, a new heart, a literal, physical new heart. Give her a miracle, Lord. As your servant's feet have touched so many lives in so many countries, give her a miracle, God, I pray in Jesus' name. And, Lord, bless Bruce in that which he does, that which he set his hand to do. Lord, never in the history of ministry have I seen a more thankful and, uh, excuse me, a more thankless undertaking than that of the deliverance ministry. Yet it's the kingdom of God and the power thereof. Lord, anoint your servant Bruce. Lord, bring him into a new place of understanding, of revelation, and of anointing beyond anything he's ever known. Because, God, he's been obedient. And your word says obedience is better than sacrifice. And, oh, God, literally move. Move through the lives that have been touched by this radio program. Move in the lives of those who have been touched supernaturally and abundantly and beyond all that we could pray or think. Lord, let God arise and your enemies be scattered. Let God arise and our enemies be scattered. And, Lord, every trap, every snare, every plot of evil that they have for our destruction, Lord, reveal it. God, that's what I put up on the website in obedience to you. God, show the people the plans of those they believe represent them, their elected officials, and how deep they are in this mire, Lord. Show them the Haman spirit, the spirit of Haman working through the political processes of this land. And, Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, Lord, I know you said suffer the little children to come unto you, but I ask, God, that you stop that TSA program flat in its tracks, whatever, God. And and I'm asking, God, for a supernatural intervention, Lord. You said it would be better for them to never have been born than to cause these little ones to stumble. And I pray for every bit of psychological trauma in little children and in adults that have been uh, uh, undertaken by the powers of darkness to, to obliterate the blessing of God in these children's lives. Lord, these are your enemies. The body of the living God is uh, is absolutely transformed into your followers, and Lord, this is an attack on your temple. And Lord, Jesus drove the moneylenders out of the temple. I pray, Lord, that you will literally drive these enemies out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, What a unique opportunity tonight, folks. Um, You know, the word says that where two or three are gathered together, in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So let's just uh, continue to agree in prayer. I'm going to do just a little bit of spiritual warfare really quickly before I hand it back to Steve. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come in agreement with Romy, with Steve, and the believers around the world right now tuning in. We thank you, Father God, for this time to get together and pray. And you said in your word, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. God, I don't know how much time we've got, but we've got to at least try to intercede tonight, that we can buy more time, that more people can come in to the kingdom. 
before destruction is poured out on this land. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I apply the blood of Jesus to everybody listening tonight right now. And you said, Jesus, in your word, that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. The keys of the kingdom you have given us. So we take those keys tonight, and in agreement tonight with the believers, we bind up the principalities and the powers, the strong men, all the foul spirits working in the leaders here in America, in Korea, in India, in China, in Russia, and in any other country, Father God, which has America in its crosshairs tonight for our destruction. We bind up these foul spirits and command them to be caged in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord rebuke you, you foul spirits. And right now, I pray for every believer out there. I bind the strong man, the gatekeeper. I command you to be caged in Jesus' name. We break all the hexes and vexes and curses and spells that have been sent against Romy, myself, yes. Steve, and the believers out there right now. We command them to go back to the demon that sent them sevenfold in Jesus Christ's name. We bind up all witchcraft attacks against this country, against the believers of God tonight. We bind up any demons that have been sent away from the believers right now. We command them to go back to where they came from sevenfold in Jesus Christ's name. And Father God, I'm asking for that you would loose your warrior angels down right now to stand guard over the people of God. Loose them, Father God, overseas to surround our servicemen and women who are on the front line yes. tonight within a uh, trigger pull of destruction. I'm asking for a supernatural protection around them. I'm asking God for the wall yes. of fire of the Holy Spirit to surround our servicemen and women and the people of God tuning in right now. A wall of fire of the Holy Spirit in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5. And we rebuke this spirit of fear. We ask God that you loose the spirits of power and love and a sound mind in the name of Jesus Christ. I cover everybody listening right now with the blood of Jesus. I cover their homes with the blood of yes. Jesus. I cover their vehicles and their family with the blood of Jesus. I'm asking God for the people tonight living in RVs that have lost their homes, people that are living in tent cities, God, that you would open up a door, loose angels to create favor among men, that yes. they can have homes. Father God, for people that need jobs tonight, I'm asking that you would create supernatural favor with yes. men, that they can get the jobs they need to provide for their family. God, there are people right now trying to determine where they need to live geographically. And I know, God, you haven't called us all to live in the same city. I'm asking, God, that you would open the eyes of the people out there right now and speak to them, give them a direct instruction for this hour. Where would you have them to be? And I'm asking, God, for those that don't know you right now, that you unloose the Holy Spirit to go out there and convict them and draw them to you. Because I know unless the Holy Spirit draws a man or a woman, they cannot come to you. So we're asking God for mercy tonight. We're asking that you would save the lost loved ones in Jesus' name. And we're asking God for just a supernatural touch tonight. I'm asking that you would bless the people's finances, give them exact instructions for this hour, give them protection. And we ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we also ask God that you would bless the deliverance ministers out there, Dr. Pat Holliday, Brother John Kyle, Pastor Michael Thierer, uh, John yes. Gogan, Joseph Jasinski, Brother John Franklin, Vincent and Patricia Xavier. We're asking for a special healing touch tonight on Steve Bell's wife and also Charlie Holtzhauser, a veteran that went to Vietnam, came back with Agent Orange. Father God gave his life for this country and is battling for his very life right now. We're asking for healing touch yeah. right now. 
And Father God, before I end this prayer, right now, for anybody that needs a healing touch tonight, we bind the spirit of infirmity. We yes. command that you loose the people of God right now. I'm asking God for a healing touch right now, that you let your healing power flow. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Romy, you've been in prayer for the last 24, 48 hours for this show and stuff, and you prayed a lot that's on your heart. But the lateness of the hour, will you address that in a few minutes, or for a few minutes? Because, again, I don't, I don't know what the Lord has shown you about the lack of understanding. Obviously, God's word says his people are destroyed for lack of understanding, not because they don't have the knowledge, but because they choose not to do anything with the knowledge. Would you address the responsibility and accountability issue as you see as a woman who spends countless hours a day in intercessory prayer? What's the impression you're getting? Do you know what I'm asking, kind of? I think I do, Steve. Um, you can put me back on track if you think I'm off. But I, I really think that uh, there are a lot of people that are they're getting caught up uh, with things in the world because they're focused. Uh, obviously, there are many, many reasons for that, the joblessness, the uh, not having enough food, not having homes or losing their homes. But our focus uh, has to be, has to remain on Jesus Christ in order for us to be effective ambassadors for him so that the world will know that there is a God and there is hope and there is a way out of this mess and that it's through him, it's through Jesus and going to the Father by the Holy Spirit and and really grasping that we are in those times. We are in the beginnings of those times and we aren't going to get another chance at this. It's as if every moment goes by, that's another minute lost if we don't redeem it for Christ. And whatever is not of Christ is worthless. It's not worth having as a true believer. And and I think many people are caught up in programs and social gospels, and especially if they haven't lost a lot in their lives. And, And a lot of that happens to younger Christians, and they think, well, gee, they must be in terrible sin. Uh, they've been suffering so many things, kind of a joke. And they look upon uh, the people that are preparing and uh, taking care of their families and getting them out of school, public schools. And there are a lot of good public schools. I'm not trying to say that there aren't. But not learning how to teach their children how to take care of growing their own life food, uh, to put, put aside things for their family because the very days are speaking of it, and all one really needs to do is open their eyes and see that things are upside down. Things are upside down, and people are calling evil good and good evil. And the Lord said when that began to happen, we'd know we were in those times. And just like we know a red sky means rain, we should know that we're in those times, even just looking around, reading the paper, turning on your computer. There's usually a news page, and I think Christians are missing it. I, I think they're missing it out of uh, not wanting to know, not wanting to come to grips with the fact that things are so different, and they're getting worse. They're not getting better, and and the Lord is dealing with the nation, but he's also crying out. He's he's sending his warrior angels out, sounding the trumpet. I'm sure Gabriel's at the front lines with his trumpet. He loves bringing the message. 
out. But, you know, people don't want to hear something so negative. They think that it's negative. They don't realize that it's truth and that it's coming down uh, so quickly that uh, they're going to turn around and it will be in their face. And I'm afraid that's going to happen to far too many. And, uh, and unfortunately, I think that's happening to the majority of people, certainly not on Bruce's listening audience and not on yours, Steve, but uh, people that say, what war in Korea? Because it wasn't on the mainstream media news or it wasn't in the newspaper. And they expect that that's all true, what they're hearing. And they're not redeeming the time. And they're going out and having fun. And it, it's been hard for me to watch all this stuff with the shopping and the Black Fridays and uh, go to this sale and that sale and buy, 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 buy. And they're not putting up. They're, they're going to be like the people who were starving and went to Joseph when he was in Egypt. When he was uh, in Egypt over the food and he had interpreted Pharaoh's dream and had laid up food for all of the surrounding countries and people came to him, including his own father. And his brothers, who didn't even recognize him, and I think that's what's happening now, and I think that's what the true remnant will be doing uh, as the days wind down here. I hope that's sort of what you were. No, yeah, uh, really did, and obviously, you. ladies and gentlemen, Romy is a prepper, and, and when I say a prepper, but she's a practical prepper. Do you think Romy and and Bruce chime in too? Do you think that the word responsibility and apathy are probably or irresponsibility and apathy are probably two of the terms that best describe the yes. situation right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. I think <laughs> I think those are two incredibly good words to describe what's going on right now. And, uh, and you know, it, to me, that is the most frightening thing, to see people that I do know love the Lord, but they only, they keep them in a box. <laughs> they, they have not looked around and seen the real situation. And I'm afraid that many who are listening to this program because loved ones who do know the truth have asked them to please listen, and they're saying, oh, not in America. It'll never happen here. And unfortunately, I think that's going to smack them in the face, and it'll be a terrible, terrible time when that comes. And it will come, it says the Lord comes suddenly to his temple, and, and that's happening. He's, he's almost ready to come back. We don't know the day or the time. Only the Lord knows that. Not even Jesus knows that. But I feel that it's going to come upon them like a thief in the night. And if the, the strong man had known that a burglar was going to come and into his house and steal and plunder, he would have been awake and aware. The ten virgins, the five would have been there with their lamps filled. There are so many things, and with the ones that will say, but Jesus, we did this in your name and that in your name as they're perishing because they haven't made provision for their family or their loved ones who tried and tried and tried to get word out and warning them that these things would come, even as Jesus warned us that uh, they're listening, and I'm praying for every single one of those who has a doubt in their mind to go before the Lord God of heaven and ask him, Ask him. He's not a man that he would lie to you, and he will reveal his son to you. Jesus will reveal himself to you if you only ask, and he will help you get it together. He'll lead you to the right people. And now I'm preaching. So, Bruce, I'll let you two take it from here. And I no, I'll defer back to you. Keep on preaching, sister. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no. hey, Bruce, Listen, I, I think, ahead, too. Bruce. I'm so enjoying it. Yes, sir. Pardon me? I th- 
I think that one of the things that we've got to get through to people, that God, and Romy, you know this too, the, the idea that to take God at his word and prepare, there's this denial that somehow that's a lack of faith. Yet in the scripture, all the preparation was always the fruit of faith. And, and uh, you know, how do you, first of all, Bruce, deal with that? Because, look, you've dealt with it, too. You've been in the preparedness business, uh, you know, for a good deal of your life. But, you know, you've heard it, too. People say, well, I, I just trust God. How do you deal with that, Bruce? And then I'll let Romy answer that, too, because you both are preparedness people. Steve, uh, I look at the example of the word. Um, Noah prepared an ark for the saving of his family. Had he not done that, they would have perished. Uh, Joseph was warned in a dream and uh, stored corn for seven years. And when the um, the dearth hit the land, uh, everybody was affected. His uh, brothers, the uh, the other 11 tribes of Israel, they would have died, along with his father, uh, Jacob, I believe it was, uh, if he had not obeyed the Lord. And uh, look, at, um, look at Jesus, Marion, and Joseph. Joseph was warned, and uh, he fled to Egypt for three years, but not before God had given him some things that would sustain him through the three years they were down there, frankincense, myrrh, and gold yeah. that, that supported them. Now, my personal belief is what the Word says, a, um, a prudent man seeth the structure from afar and hideth himself. The simple pass on destroyed. You know, I believe you do what you can do, because it says a man that does not take care of his family is worse than an infidel. Um, Jesus said, you know, you, I give you the sign so that you'll know it won't come on you as a thief in the night. I believe it's pretty apparent that we're in some perilous times, and if a person can do something, okay, I think they need to do it. And having done all, you stand. And uh, if God has blessed you out there, folks, uh, to where you're in a good financial position, and you can uh, put some money into food, water purification, uh, other uh, good items, you know, get some extra, it'll be a great witnessing tool when your neighbor comes and knocks on your door and has no food. Uh, I believe you do what you can, and then having done all, stand. Uh, ultimately, uh, we can't make preparations for every contingency. And when that time comes, I believe God will look at the situation and say, you know, you did what you could do, and then then we rely on the Lord for supernatural manna from heaven. I believe it will get down to that. But I think anybody which says, you know what, I don't believe, I'm not going to prepare, uh, either they're waiting for the uh, the federal government uh, to kick in and take care of them, and we know what the federal government's contingency plans are. It's called a one-way trip into the FEMA concentration camp, and they'll give you a six-pack of bottled water and an MRE ration. And then you're going to do it by their method. Uh, or they simply don't believe the warning. And it'll be like it was in the days of Noah. They were eating and drinking and giving a marriage and knew not till the flood came and took them away. Because if you truly breathe the warning that is being sounded by the prophets of God across this land, then you'll understand that uh, some bad things are afoot. And, uh, again, you would prepare and do the best you can. Uh, for those that have not even a quarter to their name, well, then you're, you're in a situation where you're going to have to trust God completely. There are many of us that have been hit hard financially. I've been hit hard financially. I wish I could do more. But, uh, you know, you do what you can do, and then having done all, you stand. And I believe God will uh, meet your needs when the time comes. Let me give it back to you. Amen. That's right on. Well, Romy, Well, again, I, I just from, wanted to say one thing, Steve. I thought of a... Uh, Something, something. Uh, it's well, it's not scriptural, but it is. It has to do with God. But it's kind of uh, the man who was drowning, 
and the Lord sent uh, a helicopter, and he tried to throw down a line to the fella in the, pay, in the, in the ocean, and, the, and he said, no, no, God's going to save me. And then he sent a cruise liner, and he said, no, no, God's going to save me. And uh, he threw out a, a, one of those uh, lifesavers from a boat, and he said, oh, no, no, God's going to save me. And he drowns, and he ends up before the throne of God. And he said, God, God, I kept calling on you, waiting for you to save me. And he said, I tried. <laughs> and I think it's going to be sort of like that. And I believe that Bruce is right. And, and, and speaking of, you know, Noah building his boat, the people mocked him terribly. And he just kept building his boat. He kept building that ark. And then when it started to rain and rain, and he had already pulled up the big door, and closed it off and sealed it off, and everybody was pounding on the outside. That must have been heartbreaking because he had a soft heart toward the Lord and he was an obedient servant, but they were pounding anyway. And that reminds me again of the five virgins who weren't ready and uh, the ones that will stand before the Lord and say, but Lord, but there are no, but uh, only ghost but. <laughs> anyway, well, that was And I think, I think, you know, to use the illustration of the ark, it was God that closed the door on the ark, okay? Amen. And that's yeah. what we're trying to get across to people tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, not one of us knows what tomorrow will bring. I mean, we hope that everything goes the same way. We hope that this and that. But listen, people die and go go to be with Jesus or go to hell and in a time that is sometimes most inopportune. But I know this, that tonight there are some of you that have been absolutely been being dealt with by the Holy Spirit. It's not because of what I'm saying. It's not because of what Romy's praying or even what Bruce is saying and praying or any of us are praying. It's because God loves you. And you can either wallow in self-pity or you can understand that God says, don't look back. You know, I love you guys what Pastor Langford was told by the Lord when he was looking back on his life and some of the mistakes he made. God said, forget the past embrace the present and trust me for the future isn't that a beautiful word because the scripture says no man that looks back and see that's why we need what's called and i would call it live reckoning not dead reckoning to be dead on in that term but in our case we we want to be live on we want to be right on spot you know they used to say spot on yeah that means you're not missing it and sin means to miss the mark so the thing that that as life increases the, the further we get away from the Word of God, the further we get away from the Spirit of God gets us further and further off course. And I believe the heart's Absolutely. cry of the Father tonight, Romy and, and all the brethren out there and Bruce, is God saying, come on back on course. Come on back on course. Anybody who's a, who's a builder knows the value of a plumb line and knows the value yeah. of a square. And the deal is, is that God is the only one who can direct our paths. You know, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And this is something yeah. that people have got to understand. We can play hopscotch. We can get a pogo stick. We can jump all over the place. And I used to describe to people, I think my best illustration is, is trying to make it through life. I was like a guy on a pogo stick, uh, you know, jumping around a minefield saying, I don't see any mines. And then the, obviously the one goes up. So the point is, is that that the, the the heart of God tonight towards His creations, He loves us. The 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 heart of God is saying, for your sake, 
repent. Let your heart get into an attitude of, of, of saying you're sorry, depending on me. You see, the world promises you don't need to feel guilty about anything. You don't need to worry about anything. We're going to give it all to you. And I tell you this, anybody who says they'll give it all to you has to take it away from someone else. And ultimately, our lives will be required of us at some point in history. And so, again, Romy, God bless you. Thank you for your intercession for tonight and for, for you interceding for me and for Bruce. And, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to keep, if you would, hawk in your prayers, too. Uh, the man still battles in his body the things that were done to him by the real people that do have stuff that hits you with shockwaves. Please keep him in your prayers. And thank those of you that have risen to the occasion. Uh, you know, Romy, there have been some amazingly generous people out there. And, and I, I've learned this. People who love God always want to help others. People who either are takers or givers and the fact that for God so loved the world, he didn't loan us, he didn't, uh, you know, give us an IOU, but he gave us all things freely that pertain unto life and godliness. And so there are some wonderful people out there that are just waiting for the go signal. And for those of you that absolutely are praying for God to direct you in your giving, I'm seriously, you can't invest anything more profitable than investing in people's lives. I can tell you this, if I asked you what's a smile worth, Romy, to you from someone who's never smiled before, or Bruce, what's a thank you uh, worth to you for someone who's never given, been given anything in their life, or what's a praise God coming from the most uh, vile sinner worth? You see, it's priceless. Priceless. And it's, it's priceless, but in effect, it's not priceless. It may be priceless, but it had a heavy cost. And you know, Steve, fact, yeah. um, and Rami, if if the Lord heard our prayers tonight, and He was no, He did hear our prayers, proof because I'm we going to, in faith. Well, Amen. And if He were to say, "Look, I'm going to give you an extra five years," what I would ask everybody out there is, "What are you going to do with the remaining time?" My 78 year old grandfather, retired minister, and him, him and I have this discussion along a lot. He says, "You know." Bottom line, if the Lord comes back tomorrow, or he gave us another five to ten years, we're to occupy till he comes. And to, to your point, Stephen Rami, you know, the word says that he that wins souls is wise. Folks, we're all going to stand before yeah. the Lord one day and give an accounting. Now, we're telling you you yeah. need to make some physical preparations, and that's just being smart and prudent. But the real point is, what are you going to do with the time remaining? Uh, are you going to go back and sit on the church pew? throw a couple bucks in the offering plate, and then think you've done God a service and going back to living the way you want? Jesus Christ came and gave his life for you and I. And if you accept that gift, then what you and I really are, we're to be bond servants for Christ. And he has called all of us to go out there and preach the gospel. What did he say? Signs that shall follow them that believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new tongues and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Uh, we've been yeah. called to go out there and bring in the loss because eternity is at stake. And if we've got more time remaining, then we need to be, be busy about the Lord's business and occupy till he comes and go in and try to save as many people we can and pluck them out of the fire. Amen. That would be my advice uh, to people tonight. Get busy about the Lord's work. And, you know, maybe he'll look down on you and I and say, hey, they were busy out there winning the lost. You know, it says that he that seeks to save his life will lose it, but he that will lose his life for my sake will save it. Maybe God will give you and I additional time when nukes are going off down the streets. 
Uh, exactly. It says, you know, a thousand will fall at your left side, ten thousand your right side, but nothing shall come nigh to you. We could actually walk through the fire if it comes down to well, it, I like Dimitri Doodleman's book says. So I say, get busy. Let's get on the uh, the front line and start uh, doing the work of the Lord while we still have some time to do it, because night cometh and no man can work. Steve. Well, I think, too, before you know the show ends, Romy, I'd like you to pray for Russ Dizdar, because Russ is battling, uh, and when I say battling, he I've got not, no communication from him, but the thing is, is Russ is absolutely on the front lines. I know how effective Russ is when I get contacted by the number two Satanist in the world, and I have him checked out, and he is who he says he is. So would you lead us in prayer for Russ Dizdar, for protection, for favor, for direction, guidance, and a new anointing, Romy? Absolutely. Thank you. Lord, we just hold our brother Russ Dizdar up to you, Lord God. And, Father, we know that this man is fearless and that he comes before you, Lord, and he uh, moves in this water, Lord God. And uh, the same water that Bruce moves in and and John Kyle, Lord God, and and others, Father. But he uh, is fearless, and he takes them on, Lord God, as you lead him and direct him. Lord, we pray for his safety. We pray for his protection. Lord, because he is busy about the things of the kingdom. And, Lord, he's doing battle with uh, with the big league uh, out there, Lord God. He is doing battle with the father of this world, the prince of the power of the air of this world, Lord. And, Father, we ask that you would put Rust Isdar and his family, Lord God, under a supernatural covering, Lord God, that you would shield him, Lord, and even as Jesus walked, invisibly through the midst of the people lord uh, you may you cloaked him somehow lord and he walked through and was not touched by one of those stones that was hurled at him lord it just says he walked through their midst and father we ask that russ this evening lord this very moment lord and he's probably sleeping but we ask lord god that you would cover him lord that you would blanket him with your own presence lord as the prophet lord covered the boy who was dead, Lord God, and breathed life back into him. We ask you for a fresh, deeper, and newer anointing, and even more understanding, Lord, and more discernment, Father. Surround him with more intercessors, Lord God, and raise them up to cover our brother, Lord, as he moves in and out of this water, Lord, with uh, the devil, and Lord, with the demons that are manifesting, Lord, and, and they are literally crawling out of the woodwork, Father. And, Lord, we we ask in Jesus' name that you would bind any plans of evil, any assignments spoken or thought, or any works, Lord God, with his name in it, Lord, that the enemy has tried to put on people's lips, Lord, and the witchcraft that Bruce prayed over, Lord, that has overtaken the church itself, Lord, the professing church. There is witchcraft in the church, Lord God. And, Father, we ask that our brother Russ would be covered, and, Lord, that he would be anointed, and that, Lord, as he speaks, those demons would just run out shrieking, and, Lord, or leave silently. However you get them to go, Lord, we just bless you that they will go when someone like Russ, Lord, walks in his full authority in Jesus Christ and knows who he is and knows that we have been given all authority under heaven and under and in earth, Lord God. Father, we ask, too, that, uh, Lord, you, I was reading, Lord God, where you said anybody's sins that we forgive, they will be forgiven. 
Lord. And, Father, we ask that those that belong to you that have been sitting on a fence waiting, Lord, waiting for they didn't know what, and, and, Lord, you're sitting there, you're standing there in front of them tonight trying to woo them by your Holy Spirit, saying, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and you will find rest for your souls. Lord, I pray that tonight would be the night, Lord, that as they've heard us, Lord God, as they've heard your two servants, Lord Bruce and Steve, Lord, sharing about where we are in the scheme of things time-wise, in the scheme of the kingdom timeline, Lord, that, Lord, they would realize that time has run out, and they have moments, Lord, moments of mercy, Lord, gracelet, time to come in, Lord, because they have been set aside and called out by you from the foundations of the earth, Lord God. And Jesus said, I have not lost one of them. And, Lord, now is the time when we don't want to start. Lord, we pray that all the people that have not called upon you, that have not called upon you, Lord Jesus, or they're frightened, or they think their sin is too much, Lord, that you would give them supernatural revelation, and Lord, let them begin to fall into heaven tonight. Let them begin to fall into the arms of their love, Jesus Christ. Let them realize who he is and what he did, that he became our sin. He didn't just he take our sins for us. He became sin for us that we might have life, Lord. Father, we pray for everyone, everyone that has been afraid to come back to you because they fell away. And, Lord, as Steve prayed once for the prostitutes, Lord, you showed me that there were more women caught up, not necessarily in prostitution, but, Lord, in uh, fornication and other things, Lord, adulterous lifestyles, and they've just... Uh, fallen away, Lord, and they don't think there's any hope for them. And, Lord, for the children that are just running lost and they don't have any direction from their parents, Lord, who may not know you and in most cases don't. And, Lord, we ask that those children would be picked up by somebody and picked up by someone who loves you and who loves them, Lord, throw their arms around them and say, did you know that Jesus Christ loves you and he died and rose again for you so that you might have life and you don't have to be sad anymore. You don't have to be alone anymore. You can have the comfort and intimacy of a living, thriving, thrilling relationship with the living God through Christ Jesus. Lord, we bless you and we thank you for Russ's life, Lord. I thank you for Bruce Lee's life, Lord, and for Stephen Quayle's life, Lord God, and for all of our friends, Lord God, and they all know who they are. And Steve has named them so many times. But, Lord, thank you, and thank you, Lord, for Bruce's um, mother, Lord, and for the intercession, Lord God, that surrounds this man and surrounds Steve. Lord, I thank you for the intercessors worldwide. Lord, I, I know that they're out there. I can see their lights shining, Lord, in all the different time zones, and I bless you for that, Lord. I praise your holy name, Lord, and you are so faithful, and we love you tonight, and we thank you for each moment that we get to have a, just a little more time allocated to us, Lord, to be busy about your kingdom work. In Jesus' name. And now I'm really going to get off, boys. <laughs> God bless you both. Good night, Romy. God bless you, Romy. Thank you for coming on. Good night, on. Bruce. Bye-bye. Well, again, Bruce, what a, what a wonderful opportunity to absolutely be able to use the keys of the kingdom, the name of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, 
and the heart of the Father to see the captives set free. There's nothing more wonderful in the world than to see someone who hasn't smiled. I've literally seen it. I know you have too. Or someone that's been bound or someone who's been hunched over with what everybody would uh, just call, you know, uh, scoliosis or something. But when the evil spirits are cast out, they get to walk upright again. And the people who are fighting for their lives, and, 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 and again, Bruce, there are so many people that, that are absolutely uh, uh, in need of miracles. And, you know, I'm not talking about the hokey kind that, you know, is always linked to something else. We're talking about the real kind that's linked to the mercy of God. You know, again, it's just, it's a miracle that Hawk's alive, and and I want to pray for him. Lord, I pray that you restore his health, and that you give him supernatural favor, and that the angel of the Lord protects him, Lord, because no one except a couple of us know the price he's paid. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for... Sir Knight, Lord, I pray for the pirate, Lord. Yes. I, I, you know, Lord, one of the bravest men, one of the most amazing men, and one of the most tenacious men I've ever met in my life. And God, I pray supernatural protection. I pray every weapon that's formed against him will not prosper. I come against every attempt to destroy him and his wife yes, in Lord. Jesus' name. We speak a total foiling of every plot, scheme, snare, plan, blueprint for his destruction. Jesus and God, I pray literally, Lord, that the fear of God would fall upon the organization and the agency that's trying to take his life, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, I ask that you literally take them out. Because, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, this is your servant. And if I could tell the story, I would, but I can't. And, Lord, I pray supernaturally that you would just touch Tom Horn, Lord. He's getting beat up. And, Lord, as I know personally, Lord, so many who will not take up his defense, Lord, not that he needs them, But, God, I marvel at how few there are. And, Lord, so I pray supernaturally, Lord, that every single uh, 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 word being spoke over him in a curse form or in an attack form would cease. And the true spirit behind the attack coming on Tom Horn would be made manifest. Lord, rise up within your servant, Lord, in Jesus' name. Because he hasn't just taken on the little boy. He's taken on the strong man of the house. Lord, give him a new understanding. Give him a dream, Lord, a vision. And, Lord, we just, Lord, loose your ministering spirits and your warring angels around him, Lord, because that which he is up against is up against. And, Lord, Bruce and I rebuke the spirit of death, hell, and the grave, yes. and we're talking not about them a place or a name. process. We're talking about the entities over those who, Lord, have yet to fulfill their destiny in Jesus Christ. It is not Hawk's time to go. It is not Greg Evenson's time to go. It is not my time to go. It is not Bruce Lee's time to go. It is not the pirate's time to go. In Jesus' name. And, Father, I pray that a supernatural intervention, uh, 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 that, God, you will, just when you said, like, you stopped that whole situation, Lord, with uh, the the uh, vaccinations, and we, were, we went from as, as difficult and as dangerous time as possible, I pray, Lord, for every plan of the Illuminati to be made manifest. They like to brag about it. Well, fine. Lord, manifest it and show the real powers behind the curtain. 
And I pray, Lord, that those who are indifferent, apathetic, and I'm only praying for the Christians, Lord, or those who attain or attend church and at least will still uh, take that title on, I pray that you will give them a vision of how you see them, Lord, and their apathy, their indifference, and their willful denial of the battle and their willful denial of your Son. I pray that in Jesus' name, Lord. And, Father, I pray for my friend James P., Lord, and his wife, yes, Jim P., Lord, that man is responsible for me touching a lot of lives, and that man happens to be very dear to me, Lord. And if it wasn't been for Jim P., Lord, and if it wouldn't been for JT, JD and Jan, Lord, and Jenny, Lord, the bottom line is I wouldn't be on the radio, and I could not have been effective. So I ask a special blessing of protection. Yes, Lord. And, Lord, around JD's children and Jenny's children, Lord, I ask a blessing, Lord, a supernatural blessing. And upon the young men and women who have listened to me on the radio, the 12-year-olds that have greater understanding than the 70-year-old skeptics, Lord, I pray for them. I bless them. I praise you in Jesus' name for the children, Lord. I praise you for the children you're giving visions and dreams to. I praise you, God, for the mothers and fathers that homeschool and that have paid a price. I thank you for them, Lord. They're heroes in my mind. Yes, and I thank you, God, that you're going to literally redeem the children of your heritage out of the mouths of lions, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I pray that, God, just as Bruce and Romeo prayed, that you will absolutely provide a way. Lord, you are the God of the impossible. And I ask of you, Lord, to intervene in the lives of those who are struggling to make ends meet, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, I, the Lord, especially one of my listeners who, who's gone from, you know, a size whatever dress to a size whatever, she's eating six times a week, Lord, just in order to stay in her house. Lord, I thank you for Mike M., Lord, and Darren A. I thank you for these men that you have raised up, and every single person that's given uh, 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 money, Lord, I thank you. These are my heroes, God. These are my heroes because these are men that, Lord, like Cornelius, Lord, I pray for such a spirit of giving to come into your body of believers around the world to help, Lord. I'm talking about helping people specifically, intervening. And, Lord, if it has to be done or it should be done anonymously, then so be it. But, Lord, if it's, if it's helping someone to pay the rent, I thank you for my friend Bill, Lord T. I That's thank cool. you for the time he listened on the radio, God, and literally drove almost all night to go and buy an apartment, to get an apartment for a mom who was homeless with her kids. I ask you to supernaturally build... God bless my friend Bill T., Lord, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, these are real people. The reason I'm calling out their first name and their last initial is because I know them. I don't forget their kindness for one minute, Lord. And I thank you, God, upon remembrance of them. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to release the blessing in Bruce's ministry's life, Lord. I know where he's at. And, God, I ask that you would raise up a spirit of generosity because, Lord, I pray for those who have eyes to see the ministry that you've called he and the other men and women of deliverance to undertake, Lord. They all are struggling, God. And in Jesus' name, I speak a blessing. I speak a supernatural miracle of provision. And I speak a release of favor, both to people they know and people they don't know. And, Lord, again, you won't let me go without saying this tonight. Lord, I know you're moving on some people's lives who can write big checks. And I'm not talking for any pet project or any tent or any this or that. I'm talking to make a difference, God. And, Lord, you know the men and women who would instantly go to the... uh, Uh, arise to the call to go in and take their brethren, the men and women, the veterans off the street, men and women who've lost their arms, their legs, their families, their hope, their dreams. God, tonight I call all heaven 
and earth to bear witness against the prayers that have been prayed in this program load over the airwaves because we release a blessing God we release hope we release the joy of the Lord which is your strength we release purpose we release direction we release provision Lord and we ask that you would literally place those who are praying even now Lord that oh God show me where to go we ask that you will put them in a safe place and again Lord I pray that when you move your people in response to where you want them to go, that you'll lead them out, and there'd be not one feeble amongst them, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, Lord God of heaven, we just commit this night into your hands. We commit our lives into your hands, Lord, because, Lord, you do a better job with our lives than we do. Some of us can only mess it up and mess it up big time and on, on retro rockets. But, God, you make everything beautiful in your time. And, Lord, this is a time for the beauty of your holiness to come into your church and to be upon yes, your people and to infuse them with the power of the Holy Ghost, not just as we read about in the book of Acts, but as you declare, behold, you will do a new thing, greater than anything you've ever done. Rise up within your people, Lord. Rise up within the little children that love you. And, God, instead of the, the, the sexual molestation and, and the using of these little ones and the abusing of these little ones, I pray you raise them up an exceedingly great army, Lord. And I've got no problem listening to an eight-year-old filled with the Holy Ghost, Lord. I have no problem with a five-year-old, God. And I have no problem with anybody who will call out to you, Lord, and say, Father, here I am. Fill me and let me be a refreshing fountain of life to those who are struggling so dramatically. Lord, bless my friend Gary Walsh, God, in Jesus' name, and give him the resources to touch the lives that he can touch. Because, Lord, nobody can get into the places that need to be touched better than he. And I thank you for his friendship, Lord, and I thank you that you will release the provision, the blessing, direction, guidance, and anointing on his life in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, I want to say, uh, lift up Hawk right now. We take authority over this spirit of infirmity. We bind it in Jesus' name and command the spirit of infirmity to loose him and let him go. Any disease attacking him, we rebuke you in Jesus' name. Loose Hawk and let him go. He will live and not die. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Pour the blood of Jesus over him right now. And I ask God for a hedge of protection over him, over Steve, all these mighty men and women of valor in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, go before them. Go behind them and protect them and give them the strength to carry out the mission you have given them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Steve, how can people get in contact with you, my brother? Uh, the best way is through my email. I'm like, uh, you know, always <laughs> close to it. And, I, you know, again, it's real easy. Steve777 at stevequail.com. Or my website, uh, what is it, <laughs> stevequail.com. I'm sorry, I forget my own website. Steve, you don't know the number of emails that have been coming in. I mean, through the chat room, it says, man, I miss Steve Quail Monday through Friday. Please come back, Steve. <sighs> i got to tell you, Bruce, I think being with you is where I'm supposed to be. I, I appreciate so much your heart and your ministry. But I'm, I'm out of the warning stage. That doesn't mean I won't warn on my website and stuff, do what I've been doing. But right now is to prepare and pray for the people of God. It's time to equip the saints because, listen, after being 9,000 hours on talk radio in 15 years or even I think it's more than that now, you know, it's not that I'm weary, but I can't warn anymore. The time of warning is over. The time of preparation is coming to an end. And now the time for battle is at hand. And we can't send the people of God out against the enemies, which are so fierce and ferocious. 
without the power of God. But as Jesus said, I leave everyone with this, fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the keys of the kingdom. And Jesus said it, you quoted it, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That is a promise of God, but it has to be mixed with faith and acted upon in order for it to be realized in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I love and appreciate you, brother. God bless you. Folks, if you're just tuning in, this will be available in MP3 archive in about 15 minutes. Spread it. Give it to your friends. God bless everyone. Thank you, Steve. Steve Quell, stevequell.com. That's Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. I want to thank Steve for coming on tonight. Thank Romy. Uh, praise God for everyone out there that tuned in tonight. And uh, we'll see you again tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, for the School of Intercessor and Warfare Prayer. Dr. Pat Holliday, myself, and uh, we're on every night, Monday through Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, OmegaManRadio.com. God bless everyone tonight. See you again on the next program. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.